0: Hello everybody and welcome to Akuba, not Akuba, Hardcore Heroes. How are you doing, Nick?
1: I'm doing well. We are in Akuba, though.
0: It is a Cuban days in Hardcore Heroes, so... Yeah, we had sense. Arabian
1: Nights last time. Now we've got Arabian Days. Mm-hmm. What, what's the next line after that? Uh, something uh, past no. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's as far as I got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a good song, though, that, in Aladdin. Mm-hmm good one all right so where did we leave off now
0: um more often than not are hotter than hot in a lot of good ways yeah exactly remaining lyrics that's a long title for the next episode but (laughs) we can just say hotter than hot how about that (laughs) yeah Uh, i am good life is good how about you I don't
1: know. I don't think I asked you, Neil. But yeah, it's going all right. Thanks. Is not what you said. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: Dude, uh... I don't know what is going on with me. <laughs> but I, mean... I appreciate the sentiment. So like that's five fun. different places. That's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. You know, life's ticking along. My best friend's marriage is next week, and okay. I don't think he's watching. I'm the best man. I haven't written the speech yet, so I really mm. need to do that.
0: Fuck. So,
1: yeah. But I leave everything to the last minute. So, well,
0: what are you going to do about it?
1: I'm just gonna write it. I'm gonna pretend that I'm DMing a campaign and I'm writing like an epic speech for the like captain of the guard or something before they charge the battle. Ooh,
0: I'm trying. Sure
1: I'm gonna channel a lot energy.
0: That's gonna be solid.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Those of you in chat, if you have any best man speech ideas, do put them in over the course of the <laughs> the episode and sort them out.
1: He he's really tempting because He texts me and be like make sure you don't say anything to offend Lucy, who's the bride. It's like, do you really need to say that? You probably shouldn't have said that to me. Because now I feel like I kind of have to make a joke of some sort.
0: Who would say anything to offend the bride during...
1: Exactly. So why... Yeah, exactly why I feel the need to remind me of that.
0: Does he just think that you are an offensive, mean person who is likely to just piss people off? I don't don't
1: think so. I think his wife's just maybe a bit hypersensitive, God, I hope he doesn't like go back and watch this 10 years later.
0: Oh, God, that'd be terrible. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah, so where do we leave off? We were in Cuba.
0: Last we left off, you were trying to break into a castle, but we were struggling to do so. Yes. And so we were going to let you take some time to figure out how you wanted to break in.
1: That's right. Okay. So I think this is what, the day after that day where I was like trying to climb up the wall and fly yeah, over you've... the roof and all that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think you actually tried to climb the wall, right? You maybe hmm. you spider climbed, that's what it was. Yeah. I think I just
1: maybe climbed up as a spider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not spider climbed as myself.
0: Right, right, spider, different spider climb.
1: <laughs> Lots of different abilities for climbing things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just if any kids are watching might get a little bit dark today. Can't exactly say 100%, but... Yeah. Just warning. Alright. So I think first things first, Neil. I'm, I've got my inner... An in-room right, and I'm paid up for... I'm gonna be here for a little while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just got yeah, i got my own room, you know.
0: you paid for like a week or so. And... Ooh, do I have a calendar for us? said, so, what month are you in? Because I don't think I actually
1: do have a calendar for you. Um... McTucky, I summon thee.
0: <laughs> it's like 3 a.m. for Mctucky.
1: That's <laughs> no, not. He's English, isn't
0: he? He's Australian.
1: Oh my god. Wow. McTucky's the nicest Australian I've ever met. Yeah. I
0: think maybe I used one of these to track you? Portal destroyed. No shit. I wonder, it's getting to be important, and I think I was winging it last time. Mikzaki said
1: the dates on the wiki. Don't be sassy, Mikzaki's telling us to check ourselves. That's <laughs> rude. <laughs> be really sassy.
0: Cave. Preg Preg. Did you get pregnant?
1: Me? No, I definitely didn't get pregnant. I don't think. Okay, I think it's. Uh,
0: I think it's August. Twenty-sixth
1: of May, fifteen eleven.
0: What? 26th of May? Yeah.
1: Fuck me. Are we a little bit too far in the past?
0: No, no, no. We're never okay. too far in the past. I just thought I had a calendar that covered these things, and apparently I don't. I need to get more calendars, guys.
2: Yeah. Ah. <clears throat>
0: alright. 26th of May. Alright. 1511.
1: So, in the morning, I go down to my innkeeper and I say, Good sir, please do not clean the room today or disturb me with food. I will be in study for the entire day. And I give him a tip of a small silver piece and I go back onto my room.
0: He enthusiastically bobs his head and uh, you don't see him for the day.
1: All right, I clean my room and I get ready to cast Identify. Okay. All right so i am identifying the crown i have a pearl
0: uh which crown is this
1: which crown is this the crown of domination
0: okay you have it with you i thought you left it in your house in no
1: i i took it with us yeah
0: okay you cast identify on the crown
1: level nine so i think well neil should we talk about xp i feel like i've missed a lot of xp level 10 yet no okay can i get level 10 if we get this stuff
0: um, that seems. i like will a... have to look at many factors and then okay. also we want to consider the leveling difference between you and van um you have been doing more solo stuff than him but we definitely want to keep you guys sort of close in power level in case you do get back together because it wouldn't necessarily be fun if you're too far ahead of him so we we'll sure it should be. it factors.
1: should be level nine as well to be okay. fair yeah
0: um, I, we will look I at facets, and we will have a separate discussion with regards to levels, because I got to okay. figure out like the last time we leveled and what your experience was, and it's been a mess. Yeah, right.
1: yeah it's been a while. Okay, that's fine. Right. Let's, I need you no, to roll
0: a D one hundred.
1: Oh, you meant to roll it?
0: No, no. This is a separate roll, and I, I want you to roll it. Oh fucking hell! Yeah. This is a non-identifying roll.
1: Forty nine. Is it still? It's still volatile I guess. We'll find that out now.
0: Oh my! Oh shit!
2: Uh-oh.
0: Um, why don't you give me… um, a d4? Four. Ooh.
1: I just, like, summon some elementals or something.
0: Uh, actually, yes, yes. That is, that is surprisingly accurate. How did you know? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like force. Did, did you see the page that I was opening in my my monsters manual?
1: I did. I did not. I did not.
0: All right. So you clean the room, cause casting the spell takes all you know takes a long time. It takes like eight hours of prep, right? So you're you're prepping the room, you're clearing all the dust out, you're getting rid of the spider webs, you're closing the doors, you're like sealing everything carefully, maybe like, you know, closing the, the blinds and getting it all set up so the room is perfect and there's nothing to interrupt you. And yeah. You just, like, you know, um, cleanse the, the crown with a little bit of water, get all the dust off of it, and as you're putting the crown on the table and beginning to a cast your identify spell on it, the spell hits, and there's this, like, dripping water that's coming, like, from the bottom of the desk that you, you know, must have bypassed or something, just maybe missed it in your last bit of cleaning, and the water, mm. like, drips onto the ground, and then begins to spread towards your feet. Um, and... You really like instantly know that shit. Something's not right. I should be feeling something else right now. And you can see the water at your feet, like it's starting to give off a, like a small magic aura, because you're you know in the middle of this identify spell. And then the water begins to travel up your leg and begin to uh, like squeeze your leg. Okay. Um, and I think that at this point we need to roll initiative. Can I cast?
1: magic missile against something that's on me without hitting myself
0: if it was fully wrapped around you and only on you I think no but it's not, like, part of it is still on the floor, so you should be okay in this situation, you know but if it was like Animorph style around you, you'd be fucked
1: okay well, we'll start with that then I don't know if Stone Skin's gonna protect me against this or not. Five. Initiative.
0: Um, and my monster gets to roll. Where's my rolling
1: monster? So there's, there's not four of them, then.
0: I have made no comment as to the number of monsters. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um. Well, it's a large creature, so its minimum initiative is seven. You go first.
1: It's large, is it? Yes.
0: 23. Holy shit, that is an amazing magic missile. Take a look at this, you guys.
1: That is pretty great.
0: That is fucking phenomenal, actually. Holy shit, dude.
1: Thank you, thank you. We need
0: a lot of D8s two there we go you did 23 so here is 10 20 life I'm gonna we'll drop this stuff. that. Okay. So you blast this water elemental with a magic missile that like rips through it, like damages the floorboards underneath it, makes a big ruckus in the, the hole of the inn, but uh you, know, you, you tip someone a silver. What kind of, silver. of noise are we making here? I mean, you're blasting like the ground with a magic missile, right? Okay. It's, it's not like a wrecking balls coming through here, but it's also not a quiet effect. Um, <laughs> but you paid the guy silver, so it's fine. Okay. One silver. Okay. The Water Elemental goes. Um, special attacks. Oh, it's not wa- oh, Keep elemental.
1: my mouth closed. Thank you very much.
0: Mm. Um, why do we not have- ah, here we go, this is where it is. Mm-hmm all right the elemental begins to wrap itself around you and like you know bring its arms up against you and lash them to your sides in an attempt to just like constrict or snake you to death uh, Okay. so we'll give it a roll to hit at plus seven it rolls a 15 to hit you I will hit Alright, the water elemental begins to wrap itself around you uh, How much did it hit by? One. One Okay, so at this point you have your legs bound by it and while there's not really a semblance of eyes, there's these like bubbling foaming bits on the edges in the middle and there's these two like Bubbling, foamy thingies that almost resemble eyes. They're just like sitting there on the bottom of the floor, staring up at you as the rest of it like swirls around you, almost in a vortex. And your legs, you find, are getting like stuck together, and it's come up to about your hips. Uh, next round, if it can hit you again, you're fairly confident that it will bind your arms, and if it does really well, it, you'll be having to hold your breath. Um, All right. Roll initiative.
1: <clears> How <throat> um, <clears throat> uh, damage it look?
0: It looks like water.
1: Okay, it's impossible to tell. Um, yeah. I just need to look up the speed of the spell.
0: Okay, it rolls terribly. It gets a 15 on initiative.
1: Okay, I don't think. Um, did it try and damage me? Like, I didn't feel like it was getting through my stone skin.
0: Uh, no, you do not feel like it was getting through your stone skin. Okay. Um,
1: you go first? Okay, I cast Polymorph Self, and I start to turn into, like, um, a bird.
0: Give me a saving throw versus spell. Fail. Ooh. You succeed in turning yourself into a bird, and as you, like, you know, shrink and the water collapses away from you and you beat your wings to try and take off, One of the like little tendrils of water comes up and grabs the bird, and now you are in bird form and fully grabbed. Okay. Um, Also, next round, I want
1: to, I want to change next round.
0: Sure, sure. Um, I will have to get its action for this round, and we need to start figuring out how long you can hold your breath because you are submerged in water. Okay. Let's figure out breath-holding rules first because they will come to effect fastest. Alright, combat, missile weapons, charging an opponent, no movement, initiative, combat sequence, I think we're going the wrong way guys, I think we need to go this way, special defenses, magic resistance, saving throw, injury and death, falling, wounds, paralysis, energy drain, natural healing, inescapable death, no, maybe it's under time and movement, swimming swimming swimming, holding your breath under normal circumstances with a gulp of air not performing strenuous feats, a character can hold their breath for one third their con score in rounds rounded up if you're exerting yourself cut this in half um so what's your con 10 but i'd like to point
1: out i'm a i'm a bad so my breathing is whatever bad is so it's like a seagull or something then.
0: Um, you're still able human. to hold your breath for the same amount of time, right? It's just one third your breath. Well if, if you're
1: if you're a fish, you can breathe underwater, so.
0: That's true, but you're not a fish. So you're a bird and no. you're having to hold your breath. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. Okay,
1: so it's the same. So you get so it's two tanic.
0: rounds of breath holding. Shit, I should have looked at right. what happens when that fails. And I think it's well, when... right.
1: I'm shifting again at the end of this round, so. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um When attempting to hold his breath beyond this time, the character must roll a con check each round. The first check has no modifiers, but then it's 2, 4, 6, 8. And if you fail, you die.
1: Cool. Time to get out.
0: The water elemental is just going to crush you now, applying the the pressure of a a deep ocean on you. With a, you know, 20 to hit is going to hit, but you've got stone skin on, right? Yeah. So that's gonna knock off a stone skin charge gonna die Um, from uh
1: suffocation first but mm yes do you want me to roll oh the stone skin or do you want to roll it
0: uh oh i'll roll it it's d four plus four is that it
1: uh just looking it up d four plus four yeah
0: right i will mark the number of stone skin charges remaining it is initiative round
1: okay wait what's a What's a big lizard that can breathe, that can swim? Like, like a alligator or something? Right? Or maybe just turn, like, uh, am I still just grabbed in, like, one small bit of it, or is it sort of all, At this point,
0: out? like, you are 100% surrounded by it. You are just, like, floating in this big crushing grip of water.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna try and turn into, like, a large fish and jump out, and then switch into something else mid-air. Okay hope that works i mean it's oh. trying to suffocate me so
0: mm-hmm. uh, it gets an 11 on its initiative
1: i think it just takes the full round to shift
0: okay uh then i guess it just crushes you again it knocks off another ski- stone charge skin
1: Mm-hmm. stone charge skin
0: that's yeah, the one <laughs> i certainly woke up more than 20 minutes ago
1: <laughs> okay so we, now we turn into a large fish like a pike or something i don't know ah. I don't, don't know fish but i'm gonna try to well, just sw- swim out of it
0: Let's look at pike. Oh, pike are large fish. Look at them. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's talk about water elementals, because it's more than just a blob of water, right? It has form and function, and it can control it. But you are a fish designed to live and function in these watery situations. So I want to give you... I want to make it not a guaranteed thing. Hmm... A saving throw would have the appropriate thing for this. You know a
1: saving throw versus spell with advantage, maybe, or
0: um, yeah, because a saving throw versus spell doesn't seem quite good enough. Uh, well, I've got I wanna... pretty
1: good saves versus spells. Yeah, but you could give me like a plus two with advantage.
0: Yeah, since you're, let's give you a saving throw at plus plus four. So d twenty plus four equal to or greater than your save.
1: Okay, let us just check. So I need a six. That
0: shouldn't
2: be hard All to right. make. Down oh.
0: it. You okay. swim and pop out of the water elemental, uh, soaring through the sky of the room for a brief moment. <laughs> and, and then, then spend the next
1: round trying Where to
0: shoot. Where do you just land? Just like there? in the
1: other corner of the room like on top of the bed maybe give me an extra round to get away from it
0: all right you land on the bread uh on the bread (laughs) on the bed um okay and i think because you were a fish for a moment you could get a breath of air while you were in the water but now that you're on the bed you're holding your breath again as a fish
1: yeah i think so okay Okay. so i got a breath of air right
0: all right you got one breath Initiative. okay uh, but you'd it, say it, taking the whole round to shift right
1: takes so you the whole round yeah
0: all right so the elemental just uh wanders over from the desk to the bed rippling across the floor your little like fishy face which is you can see what one it of eyes. You know. yeah uh, and the water begins to like come up onto the bed and rise up on the bed and now you're like in the water i guess you get a breath here as well as it begins to crush you with the 17 to hit which will knock off a third stone skin charge
1: okay so now my action I'm gonna try and jump away so that I shift back into me as like midair now so that because I can move a little bit as well as turn so mm. the other side of the room now hopefully I'll be able to act right. the next round
0: give me that same saving throw okay yeah okay perfect <laughs> you leap out of the water again And turn into Malachi. Into Malachi.
1: Okay. Yeah. Malachi got off in All
0: right. Malachi and the water elemental in the room. No one has come to the door yet. It's been five minutes, but there is some crashing and thumping about. There is. Okay. Initiative roll. Six. It gets a six, and two is eight.
1: Okay. Magic missile.
0: Twenty-three. Oh my god! It's another perfect magic missile. the five bolts rip through the water elemental and rip through your bedding Uh, the bed sort of like goes cockeyed and the water elemental just splashes to the ground and slowly begins to soak through the whatever floorboards there might be or whatever gaps between the floorboards might be Um, the people below you are going to get a little bit wet but the water elemental is gone
1: okay well I'm no expert personally, but I feel like this might mess up the identify spell.
0: Um, yeah.
1: So I will. (laughs) I I scan the room. uh, I I go. I leave, and I'll go downstairs and apologize to the to the innkeeper and ask and say that I've spilled some water. (laughs) You open
0: the door and step out into the hallway, and there's the (laughs) innkeeper, like you know, a few feet down from your room, looking really concerned, but Mm. not wanting to come in yet. Terrible, terrible
1: business there, sir, sorry about that Here, um, might need a mop and bucket And I I move in and quickly
0: grab the crown And just, like, hide under my cloak Okay uh, He comes in and looks around and goes, oh my Bit of an accident
1: Yeah, sorry about that, I was, um Um I was taking a bath
0: There's no bathtub
1: No, I was washing myself with a bucket And I, I spilt it I threw the buckets out of the window in anger, I'm sorry. Okay, of course! I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry, I'll give him a gold coin. I'll, uh, I'll go and get a drink downstairs while you, while you clean this up.
0: He nods enthusiastically and leaves you, um, and you can head downstairs and grab a drink.
1: Jesus. I start thinking on the crown. What can I do to, like, identify it in a better way? Um, I've got some plans. So I wait for the guy to clean it up, I'll have a drink, and I'll
0: mind my own business.
1: Yeah. Okay. I head back up to the room that, ne- that evening.
0: Mm-hmm. The room is tidied, fresh linens, fresh mattress, because the mattresses are just, like, stuffed with straw, and that one was soaked, so... You
1: know. That's nice, yeah. So I've got an idea, but Neil, is there anything you want to tell me, like, ways I might be able to cast this Identify without rolling on that table every time?
0: Um, I don't want to tell you that yet. I'll let you figure it out. Okay. Give them high-level magic shit. The sort of dangers and troubles you're running into are now are a completely different class. So.
1: So. Okay. So here's my plan. Just going to channel Greg a little bit here.
0: Uh oh.
1: Uh, I can. You know, I can make protection scrolls.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: One of the protection scrolls is like an anti-magic scroll. Ooh. So, that anti-magic scroll plus maybe some sort of magic circle. Cast the, mag- create the magic circle, the crown in the middle, use the anti magic spell to enchant the circle for a while so that we can cast the ident- to so sort of like neutralize the power of the stone to be able to then cast the identify. Like, and I know traditionally you wouldn't be able to cast the identify because you're in an anti magic field. Uh-huh. But that's why maybe to do it with the circle and align the crown to the circle so that then it only
0: affects mm. the crown. Oh, you try it's... and create a magic to nullify the magic of the crown
1: temporarily while well, it's inside this circle.
0: Do you think you could still identify it if it was temporarily non-magical?
1: Oh, that's a good point. It's so powerful that maybe, maybe it will just—you wouldn't be able to like strip it of its magic. It would just be suppressed, almost like just turning down the temperature a little bit, so you can still tell it's warm, but it's not.
0: Haven't you? Out of curiosity, didn't you already identify this thing? No. In GTC?
1: No, I don't think we identified it. Oh, I identified it before. No, I don't think I did. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I just played with the key. Okay. Like I got it to work, but I'm trying to find out the exact limitations on it. So to make one of these protection scrolls takes like a week, doesn't it?
0: I think so. I'm gonna look up the rules right now. Yeah. Okay. Protection Detection scrolls. Scrolls. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Protection scroll effects. Who can use them? Protection from magic. Very powerful. Invisible globe of anti-magic in a five-foot radius from the reader. No form of magic can pass in or out of it. But physical things are not restricted by the globe. As with other protections, the globe of magic... Anti- Anti-magic moves with its invoker. Protection lasts for five to six rounds. Excellent. Um. Failure. Scroll can be read by anyone. Uh, where are the rules for making protection scrolls? Uh. Yeah,
1: where is that? Oh. Maybe it's under the wizard class. <laughs> I've definitely gone through this once before.
0: Yeah, certainly. Okay, I think it's in spells and magic. Spell, research, and magic item creation. That's what we're looking for. Nice. Potions, not potions. We want scrolls, scrolls, my friends, scrolls. Qualities, scrolls, here we go. Mm-hmm-hmm. Protection from magic is the equivalent to anti-magic shell. Um. Do you need to have the spell anti-magic shell to make a protection from magic scroll? I
1: don't think so, because a lot of them, most of them, aren't even really spells. Mm, you
0: know, most, all the I'm protection just ones think. are, right?
1: I think so. Okay. Like protection from breath weapon and stuff like that. That's not a spell. That's true.
0: Here we go. There is no research required for spells across. Uh, for spell scrolls or for protection scrolls that mirror spells available to the character. For example, if a wizard knows how to cast anti magic shell, he can write scroll of protection from magic shit. without performing any kind of research. If the scroll has no spell equivalent known to the character, he must research the scroll using normal spell research rules, which we can uh, do. Shit.
1: Okay. Well, I do have um I do have a level 4 spell minor globe of invulnerability. which is somewhat similar right? For sex mm-hmm. from the level magic? Um, level 5 spell, sorry. No, level 4.
0: 2. Hold on, but I think you can still do this. You can just have to research the scroll, which might take a week or two. Um, yeah, okay. Let me just take a, a quick look at what level, at a, a couple of factors here, and we'll tell you how long it'll take you to make this thing.
1: I might have to go back to the library, might I?
0: Maybe 1,500 divided by 2, divided by 500 is 3, plus 2 is 5. 5, so it's going to be considered a... 5th level, cost and time, 100 GP per spell level. Process, success or failure. Um, so it seems like it's just gonna take you
1: It's probably gonna cost me most of the money I've got left. <laughs> at least on
0: me. Yeah, at least on you. Um <laughs> you'll need some exotic ingredients for the ink.
1: There's a, there's a chance though, Neil, that I could just teleport up to the airship and I might have it there. They also have a library there. That's true. That might just be the easier play. That but I would need be able to need to get back down here. So... This room I'm in, is that on the first floor?
0: Uh, just... Your first floor, American second floor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if I was to teleport here and get it wrong, I'd be alright. I'd probably end up... Just in the kitchen or something.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully you won't be in like a table beneath you.
1: Yeah. Um I try and work I'll walk around the inn and try and work out where I'd be. Pick try and pick the best spot to teleport to so that I wouldn't be on a table.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can work it out. You can make an excuse to figure out what's below you, maybe like ask the innkeeper what got water damaged, and he's like, Oh, it was another another room downstairs, one of the cheaper ones at ground level. Luckily no one was in it right now. No worries.
1: Thank you, sir. I hope the gold covered it. Uh, Alright. So, I'll note this place, and I spend the day getting very familiar with the right location in the room. Mhm. And then, it's probably the next day, i i am paid in advance, so I tell the guy that I'm leaving for a bit, and I'll teleport to the airship.
0: I... Let's just double-check the specific wording of teleport. It's probably fine. I just want to cover all my bases. Teleport.
1: We did uh, did hear that it was able to teleport up there. That we were able to teleport up there. Yeah. Page
0: 219. I think it's fine. I'm just being overly cautious. I don't want to
1: miss a chance to be able to kill me if there is one.
0: Right, exactly, exactly Exactly Well-known destination, distance is not a factor, blah blah blah, blah 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 Yeah, um, and you have... I was there for a
1: while, so I think I got pretty you good You were
0: there for days, right?
1: No, I think it was a couple of weeks, so I should be able to Yeah. You were
0: very familiar with this location So D100, you want to roll between 3 and 99,
1: ideally Ideally, alright
0: yeah, all right, you're good, you're good.
1: So I guess I go back to the room that I stayed in last time?
0: The, um, the, the big bunk room right the, yeah. the barracks, yeah. Uh, there's a puff of smoke and a wisp of wind, and you feel yourself being pulled by your guts while your skin stays in place. And uh, an instant later, you blink your eyes and find yourself in a, a dark room. Uh, you can hear what sounds like someone snoring nearby. Um, okay. and you're on the airship there's this like hum of the air blowing past you uh, is there
1: light coming from under one of the doors
0: certainly so I'll head to the light yeah you open the door and step out into I believe this was the laboratory
1: I think so but I need to go to the library so Sure. I head to you. the library
0: you head to the top deck and you find yourself near the library
1: do I see that elf that didn't want to speak to me last time but seemed interested in me
0: no it's been months (laughs) yeah yeah, it's
1: been a while okay so i go to the library and i hope to just stumble upon it but i need so do i need anti-magic shell or do i need protection scroll
0: magic? Um, either will do if you can learn anti-magic shell that'll suffice or if you can find an existing scroll of protection from magic or a recipe for it that'll suffice as well
1: okay so what level is anti-magic shell it's probably higher than level 45 right six so i can't cast that so right. i look for well maybe if i had a copy of it i could discern how to make the protection scroll
2: mm. so i look
1: i look for both i look for the for some record of um you know protection scrolls and then maybe there'll be a guide on how to make a anti-magic one
0: give me an intelligence check
1: Yes, sir. Uh... Oh, no. Fuck. I got a one.
0: Oh, no. It hasn't shown up for me yet. Okay. Um, so, it just takes more time than you would have liked, because you can't not catch <clears throat> something with a, ma- a certain amount of time. But yeah. eventually, maybe, like, three days later, you start on the wrong end of the library, and three days later, you find yourself, ah, here it is. Maybe, I think... It- someone had like checked out a book and there was a gap missing and you were looking for it elsewhere and then like yeah. three days later someone comes and, like puts the book back and you're like oh my god he's had it this <laughs> whole time that fucker
1: great um, well, but we find it
0: yeah okay. yeah you find everything you need it's here
1: i'd say my time to just learn it and i'll put it back once i understand it
0: great uh, and this is for the per- learning how to make the scroll from the other scroll from
1: the, the anti-magic the- scroll yeah right
0: um. Come on, notes.
1: Look, What, guys? It's a cat.
0: Oh, you have a kitty. I
1: too. Yeah. Oh. My girlfriend's not here, so it's decided to hang out with me for once.
0: Am oh I? Good cat. Remind me of your cat's name. Cleo. Cleo. It's a good name for a cat.
1: Cleocatra.
0: <laughs> Cleocatra? Is that the full name? <laughs> Tell me it is. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. Oh. I wanted to call her Chairman Meow, but Fran wouldn't have it.
0: That's so cute. Yeah. Um, oh, do, do, do. Um, mm-hmm. What am I looking for here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess we need a new book of wizardry. Uh, in what book do you find the recipe for the scroll of protection for magic? Mm. You gotta come up with a cool name for a book, it's going on the official list.
1: It should be like protection scrolls and something beginning with P that's vaguely amusing. Protection scrolls and... What's a magic word beginning with P? Or like a word for a, a text or a document or a... Like... Papers on protection scrolls, something like that, you know. Okay protection pentagrams something something i don't know i'm sorry now you've got so many good spellbook names i can't think of any
0: i mean you're trying to come up with the best man speech for next week right so here's your okay. opportunity you got to figure this shit out <laughs> how do you come up uh, with things on the fly okay
1: we we've got to my last chat so we've got pentagrams and protections or protection scrolls and other prestid- prestidigitations
0: oh protection scrolls
1: and other pressed dig
0: protection digit- scrolls and, and pressed digitations. digitations.
1: that is pretty good maybe you can have
0: both I was just going to do prote- pentagrams protection scrolls and pressed digitations all together okay,
1: that's good yeah nice <sighs> alright
0: all right. that's the book in which you find it
1: perfect so I learn it and then I'll sleep and teleport back to light inn.
0: sure um probably take you a couple of days to make sure you get the details down or like a, a, day, a full day of reading it plus the three Spot. days that you spent doing that so you arrive back at the inn four days later give me that same teleport roll
1: one of these days oh no that's a. Uh,
0: that's the other one perfect no worries you arrive back in your inn room and I think this is probably the, the last day that you had booked this place in advance so thankfully it all <laughs> worked out in time
1: great so i'll repay up and then i spend i think it still takes a week to write a scroll does it yeah okay so so i take a week to write a scroll a few days to draw a magic circle did i lose my pearl by the way
0: um no i think it it, as soon as the like the pearls one of the last parts of the the spell and it happened in the very middle of the spell so You're good. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, or just double checking High-level shit is complicated. It is. Success or failure, cost and time. Do 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 do. -do. The only cost incurred is that obtaining the materials. Takes one full week of uninterrupted work. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Great. Yeah, I know it could be cursed, mad chemist, but I feel like I've just got to take the risk. I can't be going around taking scrolls to random clerics in Akuba.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, maybe a little sketchy.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, you have a scroll
1: now. Okay, Now I spent a couple of days drawing this magic circle. Now, I do have a book on magic circles from Aldrich that I've read when I was first making my magic circle spell. Oh, good. So I think that I can create a magic circle, and the goal of the circle is to channel the energies of the protection spell into, like, a small field just around the crown. Like, so that only dampens the magic of the crown and allow me to cast Identify without blowing myself up, which is presumably what happened to that cleric that the pirate was talking
0: about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you cast a magic circle. Uh, hold on. Draw Here's a magic the circle. Right. The protection from magic spell is only going to last for a certain amount of time and you also need to clear the area around it right so the order of operations here becomes important
1: okay so we clean the room first we get the identify spell ready to cast then we imbue the circle and then we do the final elements which is like crushing the pearl or whatever it is perfect and then hopefully hopefully it works
0: love it um
1: and then we have to go to break so I can feed the cup.
0: Excellent. Let's yeah. check a thingy-majabber over here. Perfect. 5d6 rounds is the duration of your spell. So okay. You clean the room again. It's time you make sure to mop up all the water from underneath the table.
2: Yeah, just uh, in case that's what windows. it was. windows,
0: yeah. Take care of everything. Cast the magic protection uh, on the, the magic circle underneath the crown on the table. And then you yeah. begin to intone the words. And the gestures, and use the components for the identify spell. And we will go to break here. And when we come back from break, we'll see what happens. See you guys on the other side.
1: All right, I'm gonna post new spells.
2: I had bad spells last time, but if this happens again, I'll have better spells. Perfect.
0: See you guys on the other side of a break. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. All right. Um, your Identify spells. spell goes off. I still want you to roll me a d20 and a d100, but you're probably fine.
1: Okay. You d20 first. D20 first. Yeah. i Okay. And
0: a d100. D3. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, think we're totally fine here. Yeah. You notice absolutely no effects anywhere. Um, And as you handle the crown, the thoughts and notes on what this crown does and how it functions comes to mind. You get uh, nine readings, and you have a 10% chance for each one to learn a detail of the thing. So let's roll the first 10% chance. 90% you mean? 90%, yes. 10% to fail, yeah. Yes. Um, The first reading that you get is that this crown uh is used to dominate people by placing it on their head and holding the the key the you know related key to the crown you can control the actions of a person okay i already know (laughs) yeah yeah the second reading that you get is that the key is any object that was held and specifically attuned for this purpose the attunement process seems to take a few minutes you know it's pretty mental process uh, third reading that you're going to get is that this crown must be able to fit on something. It's not magically held onto someone's head, so if you, you know, put it on... A dragon. A dragon or a giant, it's just gonna slide right off. Yeah. Uh, fourth reading that you're gonna get from this thing is that, uh, while creatures are maybe dominated by it, they it doesn't alter their memories in any way. So if you put it on a person and command them to do something, they're going to remember doing it. And if it's far enough out of their character, they're going to be confused. Like, if someone were put a crown of domination on you and then, like, have you go shoot gay porn for a week, you'd be like, what the fuck have I done that's not in my character? Something must be weird. Like, Yeah, you know?
1: but you'd still do it. Sure. It's still oh, but, do they, it. but they totally. wouldn't remember the crown specifically. they just remember that they did something that they wouldn't have done.
0: Um... they would remember feeling compelled they might not know that it's related to the crown but they would they could tell that it was a magical compulsion okay Certainly. sure so so far
1: this is sounding like what i would expect the crown domination standard to sound like mm-hmm. not getting into any philosopher stone augments yet right yeah. um
0: your next bit of reading from it um comes back with nothing else to learn you should have learned every property of it, unless I am forgetting something, in which case I will give it to you the moment I remember it, but I think that's at all. I think that's it.
2: Okay.
1: It's a little bit strange. It feels like the Floster Stone hasn't done anything, um, but I suppose we don't know exactly what it did before.
2: Okay. All right. Well. Yeah.
1: I'm satisfied. Good to know. Good to know. So I've learned some spells to fight off elementals today that I'm going to need to... Well, actually, no. So what I'm going to do today is I head out of the inn. Standard. Mm -hmm. Practice. Right. And the first thing I'm going to do today is I'm just going to cast Invisibility. I'm going to stand by the front gate of the... How good of a look? Is there a tree that I can climb up to get a real good look at the entrance to the keep? Um... I mean, I've flown around it. Is it, like, a wall entrance? And then there's, like, a courtyard and then an entrance to the keep itself. How far do I think I could get? Like, can anyone walk through it into the wall? And then there's guards at the keep.
0: No, there's um, guards at the wall. And then inside the wall is where the keep would be. So if you go into town, you can, like, go uphill, Because the the keep is near the ocean and inland is, you know, higher terrain. So if you go inland, you can probably get like a a view down onto the, into the keep. You know, like Dolores Park looks down on the San Francisco harbor.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I can polymorph and fly over there anyway and take a look closely. So is there two sets of guards that you'd have to get through?
0: Yes, there's the, the, most of the guards are on the outer wall. Uh, the courtyard has like uh, drills and practices going on in there where soldiers are training and then the the keep itself has a pair of guards on it, but it, that looks like it's you have to get through so many things that there's very little point in putting guards on the gate. They're more honor guards than anything on the, and those the keep doors. The
1: anti enchantment protection that was on the keep itself, not on the outside walls.
0: No, that was on the the castle walls, I believe is where you were first trying it. Yeah,
1: so I can't even fly past the walls What if, like if I go really high up can I fly over the wall but then I get, I can't get
0: on I believe that's what we tried before is you came up and tried to come down and you just got like blown to the side there was some talk about just turning off your polymorph and falling and yeah. then uh, feather falling the rest of the way but I think that might be a little visible
1: also wouldn't feather fall count as an enchantment see this is what I'm trying to work out because I feel like is it just going to stop anyone with a magic item coming through mm. or is it just specific enchantments so what i want to do is i want to sit and watch the gate mm-hmm. so where the main gate is yeah. is the outside wall i'm going to just climb a tree or find a good vantage point and watch mm-hmm. that for the day and i'm looking for right things i'm looking for when the guards change what happens um does anyone important come through uh and yeah, like, and, and does it look like wizards and that are walking through, or people with magic items are walking through the gate? Like, because maybe the, I'm thinking that maybe the enchantment is suspended on the gate itself. And if that's the case, maybe I could actually just invisibly walk through the gate and mm-hmm. it would work.
0: Because mm-hmm. right. I feel
1: like people with magic items must come through it.
0: Right. So, um, you're watching the gate for the day. Uh, let's talk about what happens when the guards change. Uh, So the the proper gate itself has like four people that are in charge of managing traffic, uh, it seems. And then there's some other guards that are standing by with arms, just kind of like being guards. But there seems to be four people on the ground floor that deal with people coming in and out. Uh, And when the shift changes, it's just four dudes walk up. And then the four chicks that were there chat with them for a minute. You know, shoot the shit for a little while And then they head off and do their own thing And the guards above, you know, people come up And then they go down There's no, like, communist One goes up and one goes down at the same time So there's always one person on the top and the bottom Like, it's just, hey guys, shift change Okay, cool Saw this, Um, you should be aware of that Alright, later
1: And is the door open? Or is it opened when people come through?
0: Uh, The gate seems to be open Just like all day long Yeah, yeah uh, and as for people with magic items that come to and fro, you can't be a hundred percent certain, but you do see some like fancy-looking knights, some nobles, you see some wizards at, from time to time, and clerics. Like, there's a lot of traffic in and out of the the, the castle, um, and there are people that you ought to expect should have a magic item, probably, maybe. You can't be certain.
1: Do any of the wizards or clerics have any obvious enchantments like stone skin or anything mm-hmm. like that?
0: No, nothing like that.
1: When I was invisible and flying around before and hitting the anti-magic field, it didn't turn me visible or anything like that. When I it just pushed me away, right?
0: Mm-mm, yeah, it didn't cancel your magic. It just blew you around.
1: But that could be. I'm worried that if I try and walk through invisible, there might be like some invisibility canceling effect, and I'll just instantly become visible as I walk through the gate.
0: Yeah, that's a. I mean, detect invisibility is a second-level spell, and if someone can throw that with a permanency. That would be an easy thing to do. You probably yeah. can't just walk invisible into the palace.
1: Yeah. so all right. So I've seen the guards change. When the guards changed, did they have a conversation, or was it more like they just walk up and then
0: no, there was they a walk chat. Away? There was definitely a chat.
1: It was a chat. Okay. Oh. And the people do they have helmets on? Were they uh, easily recognizable as specific people? Like the guards probably would be like, "Oh, hey, that's John, or that's
0: yeah. Yeah. Really I mean these the guards on the keep are probably that's probably their full-time job and they probably know all the other guards. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Casting an illusion spell wouldn't break invisibility would it?
0: Ooh, I don't think so. Invisibility. Um it says until the just remain visible, blah 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 items dropped, spell remains in effect until it is magically broken or dispelled let's see but if he attacks, he immediately becomes invisible although the invisibility enables him to attack first, note that the pre-spells, bless, chant, and prayer are not attacks for this purpose, yeah, I think a delusion spell is not an attack
1: alright, so I haven't got it today, but one plan is to study the guard changes enough, the and then like 15 minutes before the guards are due to change. Use Advanced Illusion to do an illusion of the guards coming to change so that the current guards leave. And then I can just walk right through.
0: Mm, is Advanced Illusion good enough for you to mimic a conversation between the sets of guards? I think it is. It's like,
1: I don't know, let me check the spells again, but it's like the fifth level version. I
2: think
1: it was like heat and sound.
0: The illusion has audio, video, olfactory, and thermal components. Thus, it is unnecessary for the wizard to concentrate on the spell for longer than the round, casting it as the program he has then started and will continue without supervision. So if you can properly program it, To sort out conversations and all that sort of stuff, it would be fine. But I think a proper programming is going to require like knowledge of who you're talking to because you might need like names. They might be like, hey, Joe. And you need to know like which guard is Joe and then which one of their guards is Joe. So like you're going to need some information about the people if you want to fake this. I think it's totally doable with some research. And the other thing is um if the, you would have to cast the illusion on the other side of the wall and have the guards come from within the keep right right okay so, um those are the yeah. only, those are the two things I think you should keep in mind with this approach but otherwise I, I like where you're coming from
1: okay well that's an option there's there's other options as well so okay. next thing I want to try and do is find out the name of the king's chancellor and work out where he lives and if he lives mm-hmm. in the keep or not and if and if he does live in the keep does he have a come out of the keep? And what I'd like to do is find this guy and stalk him for like a while. Mmm. Then kidnap him.
0: Probably gets up. Um. Let's see. The head of House Shazarin. Lord Ramar Shazarin. That's the king, right? That is. I guess it should say King Ramar Shazarin. <laughs> Okay, so how are you going to learn who the Chancellor is?
1: Well, I'm hoping that I can learn it by just casual chit-chat with people, like, in the marketplace. Okay. Like, that's probably pretty common knowledge who he is. Yeah. But failing that, maybe I'll go and hang out at, like, the tavern where, like, uh, traders and, you know, semi-important people in the town drink.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. So you can just head down to the marketplace and ask anybody, right?
1: Who do you ask? I don't just go up to someone and ask them. I'm going to do some shopping. So I'm going to buy, like, a new shirt, some new boots, mm-hmm. you know, get something tailored, speak to a few people, you know, buy some fruit. And then when I feel like I've got a good rapport going with one of these, I'm just going to come out and ask a random person. I'll wait till someone that I'm getting on well with, I'll hold a bit of a conversation with them for 10 minutes, and then I'll find a way to naturally slip it in.
0: Perfect. So you're, uh, you're buying some new clothes. Yours have been tattered and, you know messed yeah. up over the years. You were just buried by a giant dragon for a long time. You need some new clothes. So, you're, uh, you're buying a new shirt that's got like a, you know, a new puffy cravat in it that's made out of, you know, a slightly different color of silk than you're used to, and conversation's going well, and you drop it to this uh, gentleman, your tailor, and you say...
1: Well, we're talking about politics already and I say wouldn't the wouldn't the king's chancellor be the one to do something about that? I don't see why people are complaining directly to the king.
0: Well, well, you know the chancellor, he's um he's new for this job, right? The the king is new, so the chancellor is new. He's a uh oh uh, in over his head a little bit. I between you and me, I think he fears for his life. King Ramar is um uh, Maybe I, maybe I should not say. It's not good for your health to talk about the king like that. You <laughs> no, <know? laughs> no, no, it's
1: fine. <clears throat> it's well, fine. Don't worry, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm not from around here anyway.
0: It's true. Unlikely <clears throat> that you're a king spy trying to quell a population. Um, That's a lot. He came to power through bloody means. He's a little dangerous, a little fickle. I, I think the chancellor's a little afraid for his life. You know, one misstep and.
1: Yeah. What's the um. A- What's he really like? Do most of the time the chancellor is he hang out in the king with with the king in the keep or is he busy himself about town?
0: Ah, uh, well, he's um, he's a wizard, so he spends most of his time, you know, uh, wizarding. Um, ah, wizard. You know, pol- polishing his staff. Um, but he he comes uh, into town for um, what do wizards call them? The thingies that they use for their magic, you know. The uh,
1: components, components. I think.
0: That is the word, yes. That is hmm. the word. Well, if he's a wizard, he can't
1: be all too stupid, is he? A good wizard?
0: Um, do you mean um, good versus evil or good versus bad? Like uh, incompetent versus competent?
1: Yes, incompetent versus competent.
0: Uh, I don't know. He was a wizard, right? And he's a chancellor. He can't be that bad, otherwise, how would he be chancellor?
1: That's true, yeah. Yeah. Well, well... Um, thanks for the shirt. Um, is it ready now or should I pick it up later?
0: Oh, it's good to go. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Okay.
1: i take my shirt. I'm rethinking the plan of the Chancellor now because I don't really want to be fucking with wizards. Mm. So somebody else important in the government who's not the Chancellor, let's think. So I watched the gate for a while. Did I see anyone coming and going with maybe like you know an armed escort, you know, somebody important that left the keep and came back a couple of times maybe during the day?
0: Uh, you see a cleric who goes in and comes back out. Um, a, a human woman in her early 40s, late 30s sort of thing. Um, she looks like a cleric of tempos. She's got like a, a, a cape behind her with a big red, I'm sorry, black and blue hourglass on it. and yeah. she'll head into the keep for a little while and then come back out a little bit later. Um, yeah, is that good enough for you?
1: Not really. I'm trying to find someone who's not a dangerous spellcaster who's important, ah. who might know the know the ins and outs of the keep.
0: Um, who else might be? You you see some knights that come and go.
2: Yeah, um, knights. But they usually be come
0: in like a, a group. You know, it'll be like two knights walking together. There are the occasional foot soldiers. and There'll be like a whole platoon that walks out and walks in. I guess they're called spears in this situation. You know, like four spears will be. We'll, like go on a run around the keep or like do something in town and then come back in later that night. Um, there is a lot of travel. I mean, hell, there's even just like regular merchants that are carrying goods into the, the keep. Mm-hmm. The carts get searched every time they enter, like thoroughly searched, but, you know, there are just regular peasants that come and go.
1: Okay, actually, so that gives me an idea then. So what I'll do is I'm going to do this over a few days, but I want to buy up a collection of... Uh, um, like nice vases and ornaments and some stuff to make it look like I'm a trader and they need enough to to fill up like a small cart or whatever Mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna attempt to go into the keep one day with my cart full of goods
0: okay
1: claim to be a Drakissian merchant maybe not Drakissian Eridonian
0: So you're just going to try and pedal your cart of goods into the keep.
1: I'll say that um, I'm an Eridonian merchant <clears throat> and I moved to Drekus and I sell vases to the high and mighty of Drekus and the lords and ladies there were very keen, but I've had my fill of that dour place. Mm. And I've come to Akuba and I'm here to spread Eridonian art and love to the Akuban royal family to celebrate their ascension.
0: Ooh, ooh. okay. Great. Um, so it's going to be the next day. It's been... Yeah,
1: it might see. be a couple of days. I don't want to buy it all from one guy and arouse suspicion.
0: Right, right. So, so um, <laughs> uh, uh, the water elemental thing and everything that happened after that took about a week. So it's been about a, a week from the date from when we started to when you identified the crown. And now oh. it's been another, like... Two or three days of observing and talking to people and getting these things sorted out. And then you're gonna spend a few more days like buying up good pottery from various places, yeah? Yeah. Alright, so we're gonna call it just two weeks from the start point. You have gotten yourself a collection of nice vases and vases, in most of them in the Eridonian style. It's probably why it took so long, is that you gotta look yeah. for the Eridonian stuff in particular. Um, you've been around the market square, you've been throughout the town, you've run into some issues where you don't speak a Cuban, do you? No. Right, so you've run into some linguistical issues, but you've managed to to get up this collection and you've got a cart. Is it a, an animal-drawn cart or is it like a hand cart?
1: Just a hand cart. One okay. that I it's only small. I, I'm not buying up, like, thousands of gold worth stuff here. It's a small right. hand-drawn cart, yeah.
0: Excellent. And you head on towards the keep. Perfect. Yes. Well, you get to the keep, and the guards are there, and the first one steps up to you and says, Ahoy! Una! <sighs> Hazaboda!
1: Excuse me? Sorry, sir, I speak, um, I speak Aridonian.
0: duh da and you don't even da ba Yes, I'm a-, I'm a merchant from across the seas. Uh, I bring... He gives you, he like, gives you the fucking weight in- <laughs> and... Like shouts down the road and shouts over there and like man, eventually someone shows up and uh, the person like has this really terrible Eridonian accent and he's like uh hi lo <laughs> hello you... there
1: sir I shake uh, his hand cor- uh, you know, enthusiastically uh-huh. I am a merchant from Eridon uh huh I bring expensive vases of my people to sell to the new king uh huh and his
0: court uh huh Aridon, you? Mm, yes. Selves. Yes. To Aradon Queen? Yes. Yes? Yes. You know Aridon Queen? Well,
1: Princess. I met her once, but she very much liked the vases.
0: He jabbers back and forth at the, the other guard in a Kuban, who, like, gives him a shrug... And there's, like, this intense debate back and forth, and then the guy goes, Okay, you, um, heavy here. Yes. You heavy here.
1: I heavy here. Yes.
0: Yes." And, uh, he bolts into the castle, running full speed. Some other people are coming up. You know, a cleric passes you. Some peasants roll in with some food, and one of the guards jabbers at him and, like, starts moving the melons around, looking at the bottom of the cart. Another guy looks underneath the cart. Um... You know, one of the guards just, like, snags one of the melons for himself and cuts it open with a knife, and the the merchant seems fine with it, and the merchant goes on in, and ten minutes later,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, you're, like, still out here waiting, kind of like, shit, what's going on? And then you see this, like, tall, heavily armed knight in plate mail walking towards you. He's got a a polearm, like a halberd in one arm, uh, the other hand is free, and he's walking with that same guy that was translating, who's like nodding behind him and jabbering at him okay. in a kuban.
1: Got <laughs> I'd say, no trouble, sirs, no, 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 just a merchant. All
0: right. The the big heavily armed knight comes up to you in a good Eridonian accent and says, uh, there seems to be some confusion here. The guards say that you were a vase seller to the Queen of Eridon. <laughs> and you've come to peddle your wares to no, uh, our no, king no, here? No, no,
1: sir. Not quite, no, not quite. I was a merchant in Eridon before the disaster struck. But, uh, well, between you and me, you know, when things went to shit, I grabbed some stuff from the from the palaces when everyone was dead, and I brought it with me to Drakus, and I sold a few to the princesses there, but everyone in Drakus is so uh, dour and grumpy all the time that I thought I'd come to a coup or it's hot here. The women are beautiful. I'd sell my and I don't know if the king of Akuba wants these sparses, but my God, I'll start at the top. And if he doesn't want them, then I'll take it to the to the barons or whatever. Uh, yes.
0: So you have not sold bases to the Queen of Eridon.
1: Not recently, no, no. Why though? Are you interested? But in I the mean, past? I know a lot about her. I I wouldn't say we
0: were friends, but… But you have sold to her before. Indirectly, I nod. He frowns. Mm. Give me a Charisma check here. We're on some thin ground. What crime have I committed? Uh, It's not that sort of thin ground. It's very different thin ground.
1: Okay, I think my Charisma's just 10, so I get a 3, unfortunately.
0: He puts up a hand and goes I'm sorry We, uh, the King wishes to Make governmental changes To bring Akuba more in line With an Aerodonian Style of rule with a Central absolute monarchy Um oh. We had been looking for People who might have known The Aridonian queen To, um mm, Compare notes, I think, is the colloquialism. But yes. uh, if that's the case, you can peddle your wares out there. the The king's buyers come to the market from time to time. Uh, but you you cannot sell here. Really? Please. No. The market is for goods and sales. the The keep is for keeping. No, that's not how. The keep is for safekeeping
1: very well sir and I extend a hand to him I appreciate your honesty
0: he shakes your hand uh, sorry for confusion good day to you merchant man
1: au revoir I turn away shooting on with the melons ah okay but I wait do you know what I should have done I should have cast oh wait oh wait clearly I didn't have a stone skin on me right
0: uh yeah there was no way you could have a stone skin on you that would have been a dead giveaway
1: or if I did did it cancel when I walked through the door no, I guess I not No, didn't know it would have been
0: a nothing. dead
1: giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll just leave. Hmm. Sneaking in that way is not going to help. Mm-hmm. What I really want to do is capture someone and then crown domination them and get them to get me into the into the keep. Mm, so okay. that's why I'm looking. I wanted the chancellor because I figured he might even know where the stuff is. Mm. But he's probably a little bit too dangerous. So that's why I was looking for somebody else. Like the head maid. No, the maids will live in the Keep. There's got to be someone that comes to the Keep to do a job every other day or every few days, but doesn't live there. Like maybe mm. the stable master or the groundskeeper or someone like that. Somebody who seems to be coming in with a bunch of equipment. But,
0: but then doesn't leaving. live there. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I guess I'll There's keep watching. There's got to be a equipment. person like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, what sort of person are you looking for? Give me a give Prefer- me couple of options, and I'll, we'll randomly determine if anyone is around.
1: So preferably someone with a bit of authority. So if it was, like, the chief groundskeeper, or... It's going to be hard to tell who that is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, groundskeeper, stablemaster, um, and my... I don't watch Downton Abbey, so my knowledge of these things is limited. I guess the butler probably lives in the keep. Uh-huh. Chefs maybe the head chef
0: Cook's probably live in the keep too because they're working there all the time yeah, you true, want yeah. someone who does not have call to be in the keep on a daily basis but needs to come by and to help out yeah you're looking for like a locksmith or a painter or like some craftsmen that are working on upgrading or repairing a section of something um
1: now a locksmith that would be great that would be really ideal mhm A locksmith would be perfect. So they assume a locksmith can pick pick locks. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. So that actually would be great for my endeavors here. Hmm. So. Hmm.
0: Well, why don't you just make me a, a series of charisma checks? And each day that you make a charisma check, we'll get some idea about some people that are coming and going. And that way, the longer you observe the keep and kind of poke around, the longer, the more idea of um, how well this place works out, you'll have. Does that sound fair? That, way that sounds
1: fair. That yeah, way some s- amount
0: of time investment gets you some uh, rewards. Yeah, I like it. So, shall I do a few? Yeah, give me a few. Two, three...
1: 27, 13, 27. Four days.
0: 27, five days. 13.
1: Wow. Three twenty-seven to two thirteens. two 13s, weirdly.
0: Alright, so five days later, you've sorted out three people that have been seen coming and going. Um, the first is the most obvious there is a small crew of carpenters that have been coming in in the early morning and leaving in the early afternoon um you, you probably missed them the first couple days and you've just seen them leaving and then one day you get up early enough that like at the crack of dawn these carpenters are heading in with their tools some of them over their backs some of them in a wagon of course the wagon gets searched every night every morning and um when they leave they're always covered in like a little bit of sawdust and, and wood chips um, and you've been able to spot that they go in through the walls and then they go into the keep itself. And they're usually like carrying some lumber with them for whatever it is that they're working on. Um, yeah. So that is group one. Uh, Carpenters. Group uh, or individual number two that comes and goes is that cleric of Tempos. Um, she seems to be coming and going every day. Uh, but okay. she's a fairly well-known specific individual and a cleric, so maybe that's too much for you. Uh, and the third group that, or a third individual that you really get a good idea of who they are in these three five days, is gonna be... What's another feature that needs to be done in this keep? Um. Uh, the harbor master. Oh, okay. The harbormaster seems to spend the day down on the harbor, and then every night as they're shutting up in the harbor, they come and deliver some stuff to the keep, and then they leave. You know, they're they're in there for 15-20 minutes, and then they're back out again.
1: What's he bring with him?
0: Uh, he's just coming in with like a pile of books, and then when he leaves, he's got like the same pile of books again. Um, okay probably delivering a report you know like a daily report of the ongoings of the harbor or something
1: yeah all right so i'm going to start with the the carpenters it's the same group of guys every time there's a few of same
0: group yeah
1: okay the second time i see them i follow them and i want to follow one of them home that's not the chief
0: sure 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 uh did you want to follow a does it matter the sex of the person you're following i don't know if you're like trying to replace them
1: Preferably someone that lives alone.
0: Okay, someone who lives so it's alone. it's like a young, a
1: young man, like a bachelor, maybe.
0: Okay. But if uh, it's a yes. woman, it's fine. Yeah, sure. You find a, you know, the first person you follow is a young bachelor, and he lives on the far side of town. So you actually, like, trek with him all the way across the capital to the west end of it, uh, right near the western gate. And he's got this, like, small little hut that looks fairly recent, Uh, Maybe he's been building it with his own two hands. You can see, like, signs of recent work here and there. There's a post that's, like, half carved. Like, the bottom of it is carved, but he's, like, still working his way up. It's one of the posts that holds the awning over his front door. Um, And you follow him to his house. Yeah,
1: find out where he lives. Okay. Don't do anything Um, tonight. Just follow him.
0: Sure uh while you are following him let's just throw a little monkey wrench in your plans here uh, at some point he does like stop and look back at you like quizzically well um,
1: sorry to interlude but uh I'm spying on the gate invisibly so oh
0: maybe, okay yeah All right, never mind then he won't notice you he did pass a perception check with flying colors though yeah so okay you are so I, invisible I he lips. doesn't. yeah then you follow him no problem and um find his house it's near the west gate okay
1: when he was walking home like where did he split ways from the rest of them you said he lived on the other side of town how long does mm-hmm. it take to walk from his house to the keep it's and like where did an he half yeah. an hour okay and where did he like part ways with the last other
0: guy uh, about 10 minutes from the keep you know, the five them okay. leave the keep, and then immediately one person peels off, and then five minutes later two people peel off, and then five minutes later he peels off, and two others keep going.
1: Okay, so if I was to replace him and meet them in the morning, it would be only ten minutes from the keep. Mm-hmm. Alright, then so we got ourselves a plan. So the plan is, we go to sleep, get up early, we're gonna sneak into his house in the morning, we're gonna tie him up keep him there for the day then we're going to come back we're going to cast Alter Self to look exactly like him and then join with them at that point and walk into the keep with the Carpenters into the keep itself mm-hmm. and hope the Alter Self spell doesn't uh,
0: Isn't get cancelled when
1: I, when I walk right. through the gate yeah but um, well we'll just have to deal with that if that happens I suppose okay so i head back for the night um do i maybe have to spend another day to work out where these guys meet and at what
0: time um yeah you should probably spend a morning to see where they catch up uh which is a good idea because they don't just meet where they split uh it seems that they meet just before the crack of dawn for a drink in a tavern near the keep oh shit yeah
1: kind of screws me
0: um well the other thing that might have screwed you is do you speak a (laughs) kuban
1: that is a good point (laughs) that is a good point
2: Hmm.
0: i mean you could still find a way to like you know at some point this guy's probably got to take a piss or something maybe you can pull like snag him away from the rest of the group for an instant yeah i I feel like you could still pull pull this off if you wanted to
1: or maybe I'd go and try and gay us, gay us the lead carpenter And get him to, you know, like, give me a job, essentially
0: Hmm Oh, that might be even better Because then you wouldn't have to, uh, like, magically to disguise lie. yourself Or lie yeah.
1: but i hope I don't run into the same guard from the other day Yeah I can wear a hood, though Okay, maybe that's the better play So, you know I saw where the lead carpenter guy lived, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna go, we're gonna visit him tonight
0: All right you get to the lead carpenter's house. Uh, you're following him, stalking him invisibly through the streets. You see he comes to this, uh, you know, it's not a bad place, but it's not particularly nice. It's one one story, one floor, but um, a few different rooms here. And as he arrives, there's his wife hanging the linens out on a line. His kids are running around in the streets. One of them's got a scraped knee and is crying. And the mom's like, fucking busy. All right, C- fix yourself, little Timmy. In a Cuban, you know, you get the the emotions. You can always tell when someone's cursing, unless it's in Cantonese. That always just sounds angry and cursing. Yeah. I lived next to some Cantonese people in um, in San Francisco, and at first I thought they were just like bitching at each other the first couple days that I was hanging out in the garden. And then mm. after a while, I'm like, no, 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 no. Cantonese just sounds really, really angry, unless my neighbors were fighting all the time. <laughs> they could, but they every time they were talking, it sounded really abrasive.
1: I think it does sound, yeah, quite abrasive. Yeah, it's like like German.
0: Yeah, yeah. If it's people like, are talking loudly in German. It always sounds angry to me.
1: Like hard, hard stops and hard like hard sounds with with like like a lot of our words in like French and Spanish and that they kind of like glide into the next words in German, I feel like there's more hard sounds. I don't know the right word for it. Is I'm sure a linguist mm-hmm. would know. Yeah. All right. It all feels a little bit dangerous, Neil, but um, that's kind of the name of the game.
0: Yeah, you're breaking so, into the royal castle. It's a very dangerous thing. Anyone caught breaking into the castle is, you know, killed on sight.
1: The thing is, I don't. I'm assuming that the stuff's in there, but, like, if I get into the keep, I still don't have any way of knowing where it is. Well,
0: it wouldn't be an adventure if you knew, right?
1: Yeah. But, like, all maybe right. there's more research I can do outside the keep to find out where it is, but I don't think so. I was thinking, like, locate objects and flying around the keep itself, but I can't even get near it, can I? Uh,
0: you can't get too close. I think we said, like, 600 feet?
1: Yeah, so not not close enough to try and pinpoint exactly where it would be.
0: Right. Uh, But you've you've got this guy. He's got a a small little family. They all seem fairly happy. You wouldn't want to damage their lives, but you could maybe geese him
1: yeah yeah yeah. so what i'll do is i'm going to do it my old-fashioned way so there's my spells i wait for them to go to sleep i polymorph self Mm -hmm. and i you know if he's got his window open i'll fly in if not i'll spider crawl into the house and into his bedroom
0: they sleep with the window shut but you can spider in no problem
1: so it probably takes me a little while to find the right bedroom
0: Right, you find the kids' room at first, then the living room, the kid- ah, here's the, the bedroom, there's the husband and wife, curled up in bed together, sleeping soundly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: they're asleep, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I polymorph into an imp. You are an imp? Okay, here we go. I slowly flutter into the air above this guy, and I start tickling his toe.
0: <laughs> you get this, like, kicking motion. <laughs> And then like the wife mumbles something and like the kicking sort of stops as you're tickling his toe.
1: So I fly fly over him and then I poke him in the nose and I'm like in front of his face. And as soon as he starts to wake up, I Uh, cast the Gaius.
0: His eyes begin to flutter. You cast Gaius. Um, And I say,
1: yeah. I say, tomorrow a man will ask you for a job. You will give it to him and ask no questions and then I leave
0: okay a geist spell places a huge magical command on a creature to carry out some service or refrain from some action or course of activity as desired by the spellcaster the creature must be intelligent conscious and under its own volition and be able to understand the caster while a cannot compel a creature to kill itself uh, or perform acts <laughs> that are is... likely to result in certain death
1: does he speak common
0: Let's see. He is the lead carpenter. He might you know. understand Eridonian. We're going to give him a small chance. Um… God damn it. Oh my god. Yeah, he, he understands Eridonian.
1: Nailed it. Alright.
0: Fucking lucky.
1: I uh, immediately turn into a spider and, like, crawl off his bed and
0: leave. Uh, he, like, sits up in bed and starts looking about and shakes his wife. And she gets up, and as a spider you're leaving, you can hear him, like, jabbering at her. And then she's like, What? Huh? What? <laughs> and she, like, drags him back down to bed, and he sort of, like, shakes it off like a bad dream or something.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's just a dream. hmm Just little Malachi coming to visit you in the night. All right, now I need to think about what spells I'm going to have for tomorrow. Because we're going to be doing some serious shady business. Yeah. Tomorrow. So i'm not gonna be able to have stone skin i think i'm gonna to have to keep it in reserve but not cast at the start of the day and be able to have mm. it in case in case things go wrong right uh so i'll replace Gaius stone skin do we think advanced Illusion is the best spell or is code of cold better mm. advanced delusion is probably pretty good for escaping like certain death better than code of Cold. Cloud Kill, though. That is pretty good. Oh, if it comes to that, though, things have gone horribly wrong. If it comes to that, it
0: does, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm going to remember the words of people who told me not to be too evil. And I'm going to learn Advanced Solution instead of Cloud Kill today. Might live to regret that. Monster Summoning is not going to be any good to me. Um. What else have we got that might be good for level 3? Well, slow, definitely. Slow suggestion. And Phantom Steed, that happens instantly, right? It's just like summons and then I can get on it and like fuck off immediately.
0: I believe so. Phantom Steed. Casting time one turn. Not one okay. round, one turn. That is ten rounds.
1: That's so not a good get out of jail free card. No. Okay. Oh god. I've got that feeling again, Neil. Before I ever die. Monster summoning. Okay, we'll keep slow in Bands of Cerulean. We'll get suggestion. And then we've got Invis Mirror Image. We'll get Invis again. Two Invises. Never be too careful with that. Three magic missiles and a color spray.
2: Hmm.
1: Wait, I'm gonna to need to detect magic. Magic. Oh, maybe I need knock as well. Actually, shit. Hmm. Okay, just one Invis. You know, but if, if, it's, if it's all too dicey, we can just be a carpenter for the day.
2: All right.
1: Probably get fired, but... <laughs> <laughs> so I learn my spells. I wake up early, and my goal is to not meet the man right outside his house, but meet him, like, halfway to the tavern where they meet. Okay. And uh, I'll walk towards him and uh, tumble, like, t- tumble in front of him. Mm-hmm. So I get his attention. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, I'm a, I'm a poor man out here looking for work. I'm, I don't mean to bother you. You don't have any work, do you? Work. I look, look at him with pleading eyes.
0: He looks you up and down and goes, um we always need more hands. Work is dangerous and tough. Thank uh, you. How are you with um, an axe or a knife? Are you a carpenter? I can
1: use an, I can, yes. I, in, I, 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 I can use a knife and an axe, sure.
0: We need more people. Come on, he puts an arm around you and then says in a kubin to the others, blah, 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 blah. and they'll look at him like, What? And they start <laughs> protesting and pointing and shouting, he's like, No, 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 stop, stop. I uh, have you. no idea what's transpired, but he's clearly vouched for you and has got an arm around you, he's like, Come on with us. We go for a drink first, and then then we work. We work all day. Thank you, Seth thank you so much. I like almost What, what is your world. name? My name? John. Yes. John? Welcome, John. Thank I am you. Akbar. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, Akbar. I shake his hand
1: enthusiastically.
0: Alright. Uh, he brings you over for a, a couple pints of beer in the morning before work. <laughs> what a way to start the day. Chats with the, the other people, Everyone's speaking in a Kuban, you're getting dirty looks, and after a little while, give me a charisma check and we'll see how it goes.
1: Okay. I summon all my charismatic strength. Oh, no, it's a 19. That was a 22, though.
0: So 21 is all that you need in. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. So after a little while, the, like, bitterness starts to wear off, and they seem to be maybe, like, take, how do you, without understanding the language, their their demeanor changes after a couple of pipes. <sighs> And they're more like, I don't know who this fucking guy is, but look at him. He doesn't even speak our language, how is he gonna help? This is gonna be hilarious, let's check out, we'll just see what happens today. You're getting that sort of like, you're almost the interesting toy that has appeared for them to play with. And they get a little friendly and chummy with you.
1: I start living up to this role and tell jokes and try and be the, the wild card.
0: Sure, they don't speak Eridonian, so the leader's <laughs> the only guy who gets your jokes, and he tries to translate them, and some of them are hit and some of them are miss. I do um, a bit everyone... of physical,
1: physical comedy, you know. Accidentally right. fall over a chair.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's having a great time. All right, a couple pints in, the sun's beginning to really, you know, get up high, and the leader's like, Okay, sun is above wall. it's time to go. Let's get Let's to work.
1: Go. go to work, okay. I grab. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't have an axe, so I just walk.
0: He hands you some tools and as you're walking, he's like, This is our carp. We carry lumber in. Right now we're using redwood. We are um uh redecorating the king's bedroom. You see, uh the old king, bad taste, terrible taste. New king, very good taste. Loves ah. redwood everything. So we're um rebuilding, kinda of putting new things up, places to hang things, building new bedposts, needs extra reinforcement if you catch my drift. You know, so uh, we're working in the king's bedroom, making it good. Uh, lots of guards, very scary, very mean. Let me talk to them. It'll be fine.
1: It's okay. Okay, thank All you. All right.
0: And uh, he heads on in.
1: All right. And then you guys I, I, get to the. I, I pull a hood up over my head to shadow my face slightly. I'm not trying to look suspicious, but maybe there's a light drizzle. It right. is a desert. Maybe not.
0: Maybe not. Uh, you guys Covering get myself to the, in the sun. You guys get to the gate and the guards at the gate chat with the workers for a moment and one of them like points a finger at you and the guy like pats you on the shoulder and says something. The Guard shakes his head and comes over and like forcefully removes your hood and looks at you and you look at him and he's not one of the guys that was here last time. Um, okay. <laughs> and he kind of cocks his head and says something at you and the, the lead guy jabbers and the guy looks at him incredulously and looks back at you and and the guy's like and like makes some weird motions with the knife the guard gives a shrug makes a wisdom check and goes okay it's fine and you guys all step on in through the main walls into the courtyard Okay. into the the keep itself uh, where you are stopped by the guards there
1: I'd like chat- to point out, I'm wearing my spider cloak I'm not repelled as I enter the gate no okay
0: um, you guys make it into the keep proper and take a hard left for a staircase in the corner and go up this staircase and take a left and a right here. I need you to make me an intelligence check to see if you can remember, remember your this. route. You can map your route. Yep.
2: Yeah. 25.
0: Yeah, you can find okay. your way out from where you guys go. And you start meandering through the keep until you get to the king's bedchamber. Um Now, do you want to break off before you get there, or what is your plan?
1: No, we have like one day. Are we being escorted by guards, or are we left Um, to our own devices now?
0: No, you guys are left to your own devices. You are trusted craftsmen. They've been doing this job for months, for like a month now, or something.
1: Yeah. Yes. All right. So now I'm going to go to work. I go into the bedroom and I ask what I should be doing. Let me get the lay of the land here. Is there any guards in the bedroom?
0: There's a guard on the door, and the door is kept open while they work. Um, okay. The guard, you know, he's just leaving you guys to do your shit. He's just here to keep an eye on things and, you know.
1: Is there a writing desk? Yeah. Okay. So I, I go to work, I do what the guy tells me, and at some point I'm going to check the writing desk to see if there's a lock drawer.
0: Uh, yeah, so your first job here, you, you are a new guy. So uh, for yes. now, you... You watch, and you you get tools for us. Uh, first, give me the, the quantum spanner.
1: Uh, I, I've been around the block, I know there's no such thing.
0: Ah, is get, uh, this guy knows this thing, <laughs> thing. alright. I know, my All things. right. Give me, uh, you know, I need the planer.
1: Give me the planer. planer. Alright, All right. I try to guess what the planer is. No, I know, it's uh, to make things straight. <laughs> uh, yeah
0: yeah you grab the planer and you know you guys start to get to work on things and you definitely have some moments where no one needs anything and you've been hauling wood in and tools out and someone's giving you like take these scraps and take them down to the courtyard and so there are some times where you have to like leave the room entirely but eventually you'll find yourself with a, a moment of free time here in the room
1: but there's still people in the room with me
0: yeah there's still people in the room with you but you're here and uh, everyone's busy in the other corner they're all working on like uh, changing out a bedpost like the bottom of the bedpost. Someone did some bad work yesterday, they gotta like cut it off and put in the new design here and reattach it and it's taking them all like all their focus is on that um, so you've got this one moment where no one's paying attention to anything you're doing
1: Okay, but is that another, there is a lock drawer uh, on the writing desk?
0: Yes, definitely
1: Okay, no one's paying attention, then what we do is uh, I'm going to, for sort of the past 20 minutes, I'm going to be humming various sea shanties, Eridonian sea shanties, just mumbling them to myself in a language mm-hmm. that they don't understand. Right. Right, yeah. Right. And then when no one's watching me, in the middle of the, um, let me just check the spell knock. I think it just only makes the noise as it would to, like, unlock the lock that it's unlocking, right? There's no, like, large bang or anything like that.
0: Um... Open stuck, barred, locked, held, or wizard-locked doors. Open secret doors, as well as locked or tricked, opening boxes or chests, loosens welds, shackles or chains. Uh, I think you know from practice, like, when you've opened large doors with it, it's made some noises, but small things like this, it's probably not going to make a big noise.
1: Just make the click of the lock moving yeah. or whatever okay so in the middle of my sea shanty i mumble the words to knock which is just a verbal spell mm-hmm. and unlock the writing desk without i mean i guess i've got to be able to see it i don't think i can i do it without like staring directly at it maybe i'm looking at it in a mirror or something like that as i'm working sure. on something else i
0: mean it's a casting time one spell so yeah you you get some like peripheral vision on it and you look at it and you cast the spell and, like, there's a click and a little bit of a bump as the door, like, sh- the, the drawer shifts open, like, at an inch or so. Okay. Um, but it's fine. No one knows or cares.
1: Okay, so now I need to find a way to get over there to grab it. How ignored am I? Like, the guard's not looking at me, he's watching the door.
0: Yeah, it all the seems fine. Are... No one seems to be paying attention.
1: Okay, so I walk over to the writing desk. Yeah. And it's, it's open, right? I just... Pull It uh, open and I'm, I'm hoping for a journal. Yeah, I grab it, throw it in my robe. Sure, you All grab
0: it and toss it. In. Do you have pockets on the inside of your robes that can hold a journal?
1: I wonder what I'm wearing. I'm probably wearing my new clothes that I bought. I don't want mm-hmm. probably not wearing my big scary wizard outfit.
0: Uh, you did yeah, say like, you were I mean, wearing your cloak of Rachnidia,
1: yeah, but that's is that under my clothes or is that that's my clothes? Over your
0: clothes, yeah,
1: okay. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I can. Yep. Underneath my cloak, tucked into the waistband of my pants,
0: maybe? Okay, so you, like, tuck it in to your pants yeah. over here. Sure, sure. Um... And then I I'm... just
1: close the door shut, the drawer shut, and go back to what I was doing, and hum my, uh, hum my song or whatever. Mhm. I don't know how far into the day we are.
0: Not very I try, far. Yeah.
1: I will try and just, um, work away the rest of the day
0: sure yeah yeah at some point they start asking you to do things you know someone comes over and you're just like we this wood is too long you know give me a two two foot board and here's you know there's the saw over there and once you actually start doing some like cutting and you bring them the board and they're like this board is like really what sort of work is this like we want like this is the king's bedroom This fucking shot Look, look like <laughs> this little um splinters coming off the top this isn't flush and perfect and I'm you get so yelled at by the other craftsmen and uh, it quickly becomes apparent that you are wildly incompetent for this job. I'm not,
1: I'm not really a carpenter, I, I start—I I just tried to feed my family. I'm sorry we were refugees by the war—the the invasion in Eridon, I'm, I'm sorry I'd get. I go down to a knee and, and beg, like, pull, at this, pull at this guy's pants, yeah. I'll leave, he, I'll leave, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: The guard will escort you out, and there's much shaking of the heads and disappointment all around.
1: I, as the guard throws me out, it's like, please, just a few coins.
0: Okay, the guard takes you out, uh, tosses you out of the keep. No one finds, no one searches you or finds anything on you. He doesn't give you any copper. He doesn't give you any copper. Okay. It doesn't even talk to you. Um you out of the keep Alright,
1: I go lay low um, I go back to my fancy inn Where they would not expect me to be
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I uh, Hope to read this diary And I'm hoping for an entry about when they raided Falstaff's tomb and what they did with his What they did with his stuff. It could hardly have been more perfect That's
0: but beautiful, you, you come back to your room You go upstairs, it's still the middle of the day There's some light coming in from the window You crack open the journal And it's all in a kuban
1: Okay, that's fine.
0: We can deal with that.
1: <laughs> deal with that. Although we're going to have to be discreet about it. So what I'm going to do is now I think it's time to leave and to go to a different city. For a while. So where's the closest to Kuban city? From Sandershaw?
0: Um, you could go down to… What's Unyaka, that? right? Uh, Tal- or Unyaka. Either one.
1: Have I learned enough about the war in Akuba Cuba to work out if either one of them are not aligned with the ruling house of
0: Give me Cuba. a Charisma check to see what you've picked up. 28. Uh, yeah, Unyok is controlled by opposing forces.
1: Very Well, that's where I'm going then.
0: This is controlled by the enemy. You want to go to enemy-held territory?
1: Like, enemy of Sandashar?
0: Yeah. It's not my enemy. Okay, yeah. cool. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Cool. How are you yeah. going to get there? Fly? Walk? Fly. Yeah, stop fly. So fly. Uh, I think today, it's within.
1: Tomorrow? I got a polymorph land today, so I think I'm just going to leave today.
0: All right. You piece out of your room and fly yourself to Anyaka. Yeah. Right. Whew. Okay. You, as you're flying into Anyaka, you can see that it is well guarded. You can see that there are. Uh... Let's see enemy camps on the west side of the town and on the north side of the town that are like preventing people from entering or getting to Unyaka Um, alright it looks like they're in a bit of a siege oh
1: shit okay
0: yeah Uh, and you can appear oh yeah also the um, port is uh, you know there's a blockade on the port as well
1: the city's big enough that no one's gonna notice like a new person turning up
0: Probably, yeah Uh, Population's a few thousand
1: Yeah, okay So, I mean, I've Standard Going in as a big eagle for speed But then turn into like a robin or something And fly down and find a safe base To turn back into me find an inn
0: Okay You arrive in Unyaka Population 9,000 So no one's going to notice you Alright, here you are Yeah
1: Okay, now the question is, get someone to translate it for me or try and learn a Cuban? How long does it take to learn a language with a competent teacher? Highly intelligent individual? Not too long, right? Enough maybe to read a book?
0: I am monolinguist. I don't know any other languages, so I actually have no idea how to answer that question. I would expect to learn a language, even if you're an intelligent person, heavily focusing on it, it, we're talking in, or- like, many months, right? How similar
1: know. is it to Aridonian, though?
0: Um, like, Arabian versus English.
1: So, yeah, it's or not Arabic similar. Arabian versus English, yeah. It's not like Elven uh, either, presumably. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're all very different language bases. Um, I have no idea how long it takes to learn a new language... Hold on, someone in chat's a linguist. You can learn it on a communication level about half a year if you really focus on it.
1: Okay. No, I'm not waiting half a year. So. Hmm. What I'd like to do is find someone who's not got a vested interest in this conflict that's going on, who also speaks Aridonian. Like, maybe the plan here is to find somebody else from Eridon here and have them read it for me and hopefully they're not too invested in the war.
0: Oh, this, this other source I'm reading is saying about two months if you're really, really focusing on it. Hold yeah,
1: on. I mean, I guess if that's all you do all day.
0: If a person has speaking proficiency equivalent... FSI research indicates that it takes 480 hours to reach basic fluency in group 1 languages and 720 hours for group 2 to 4. Group 1 would be French, German, Indonesian, Italian, Portuguese, Romanian, Spanish, Swahili. Yeah, sure, whatever, that's close enough. Uh, Counting for days off, this equates to 2 months or 3 months of time. If you only put in 5 hours a day, it'll take twice as long. Um, so yeah, I think you're a highly intelligent person. If you can find a teacher, um, we can give you. We'll do like a um, uh, like D sixty plus thirty days. That's like one to three months to learn.
1: One to three months.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that seems like that seems within
1: reasonable that I might just wait and try and learn it rather than risk getting a translator because I could get a translator I could have them crown of domination so maybe they don't remember have them copy it down into Aridonian for me and then cast forget on them
0: that might work but copying an entire journal is going to take a while and forget I think has a pretty limited area Um, and besides learning a Kubin could be a really useful skill like if you need to go back and get more information
1: yeah, I think we're gonna go with that then. So I guess I'll try and find a translator in town and spend some time here and hopefully smash it and do it in a month. But
0: uh, do you want to be learning a Cuban in a city that's under siege? Like, what happens if, like, three weeks into training into learning the, the city's like, you know, the siege is broken and or the well, city's attacked and everything?
1: I guess I'll just leave if that happens to me. All right, I'm here cool. now.
0: You're yeah, here now. Yeah. Okay, give me. <laughs> Um a D sixty plus thirty. Day six. days. Oh Day six. sweet. So this is you, like, you find a tutor who speaks Aridonian, and you you're gonna pay him a good amount of money, and they're just gonna sit down with you and teach you everything. They've already got some like books in Eridonian and a Cuban and you're fucking brilliant, right? You're what, seventeen int, eighteen int?
1: Seventeen. Tell me more.
0: You're you're just fucking you're a genius, right? So you're Thank you, yes. This is this is right up your alleyway, and this guy's a good teacher, and you know if you know languages outside of Eridonian, don't you? What do you know? I know Elven. Elvin. Oh, you know Elvin. That is an extremely rare language. This guy's you know, you're already ready to to be learning wild yeah. and new concepts and you know the first day you get through some basic stuff by the end of the week you've got some not quite conversation but all the like where's the bathroom where's this where's that my name is this and your accents coming along fairly decently by two weeks in you've got your common vocabulary down then your teacher's very impressed that you're retaining all of this information by three weeks you've got enough down that you can hold like a very casual very very brief conversation with someone he even has you like go out and order some drinks for you guys and uh, takes you around town and has you be the one talking to everybody all the time. Um, during this period of time, though, it's not just learning. Some of these, like, uh, forays around town where you're chatting with people, you run into an interesting situation. At oh, yeah. some point, the your your tutor, who we should come up with a name. Uh, oh, it's going to be a lady. Her name is going to be her name's going to be Chloe. Chloe? Um, yeah. Chloe here is asking you uh, to, what is what's something inconsequential? Uh, she's asking you to go order food from the tavern next door. And this okay. is like week three, so she's not even going to come with you. you you've been pressing her enough that she's like, get us some food, whatever you want. Okay. And you're arriving, and you can sort of like read the menu there, and you're making your way through it. Um, and as you're ordering your food, one of the people that's taking your order looks at you and says in a Akuban, uh, which you can sort of understand, uh, what's your name? I see you here all the time now, but I never know you from before. Where, who, who are you? Just a traveler affront. In the city under siege? How did you get here? I've been here for a while. But you only come here now? To here, uh, yeah.
1: To, I only come here now. Meet new friend.
0: Um, all right. That seems fair. The the person taking orders, cool with it. Um, and you get what are you ordering here?
1: Uh, it's ordering food, like I don't know, whatever oh, they yeah. eat in a Cuba. Um, Probably, I'm asking like, you fried what are they Grasshoppers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get <laughs> fried grasshoppers.
1: No, 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 no. Wait, wait. We'll pick some Spanish food, like uh, like shrimps with garlic and chili.
2: Oh. Some-
1: Potatoes, brothers. Oh, yeah, nice red wine. Oh. You know, what I'm going to ask about Chloe here. It's, it's what's Chloe's hotness? Do we need to be wooing her here, or can we just buy some McDonald's or whatever?
0: Um. Why don't you give me a th- a three D four
1: plus four? Oh, nice three D four plus four. Thirteen.
0: Wait, it's not bad, is it? No, I think I gave you the wrong die roll to roll anyway. Oh. It should be... It should be 3d4 plus 6, so that should be a 15.
1: Oh, so she is hot, though.
0: Yeah, and you know, more, more than her physical attractiveness, like, you've been doing this highly intellectual thing back and forth with her in deep personal connection with her for three weeks now. In fact, you're all each other are seeing and you're having this, like, I wouldn't quite call them intimate <laughs> moments, but you're doing a lot of, like, brain chemistry. And there's, there's something. Some there. There's something going on here Even if it's just like that sort of You know, you're in the zone doing something great with someone And they're attractive And it's just sort of there, There's okay. a something going on
1: So yeah, I buy, the, I buy the sort of Spanish style tapas A nice bottle of red wine Maybe there's a guy selling a rose
0: as well Oh yeah, the rose with the rosé
1: Yeah And I bring the rose with me and the food Back oh. to we have a different tavern
0: uh, no you're in her apartment where you're studying
1: okay so I go up to her apartment with the food as I open the door I say chloe I'd like to say thank you for all you've done i've I've bought us some drinks I hope you don't mind
0: uh perfect but um we still have a week left or you know we, you're still not there yet we of course yes yeah uh, yeah uh,
1: one night off wouldn't hurt us would it as I pour out the wine
0: No, we can put the books down but We'll practice. Always practice.
1: Never stop always practicing. Best, always best to practice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't really want to roleplay this out with you, Neil. If not anything else, because I've been in a relationship for 12 years, so I'm out of practice. But, um... I, you know, I try and keep Chloe on side. I, if I could get her to really like me, that serves my purpose, because it just means that there's a barrier between me and what I'm doing here. But I've no intention of sticking around in this... Unyaka or whatever. So,
0: so you are attempting to woo your teacher. <laughs> but like, into... I'm not trying
1: to fall in love with her. I just would like to. I'd like to build some rapport with her and have her like me.
0: Yeah. All right. Give me. Since you don't want to role play it, we're just going to bring it down to a single charisma check roll. How how charismatic can you be?
1: So. Okay, but I. Uh... I'm not putting it all on the line, so even if this is bad, I don't think it should completely, like, sure. sour the relationship. You know, I'm not get out here trying to, like,
0: right, do you're a not going for from... Right, yeah. right. You're not trumping it up.
1: I'm not, no. So I fail. So maybe it doesn't go so well.
0: It doesn't go so well. Um, however, she passes with flying colors. Yes, and I think yes. what happens is that, like, you're trying to maybe woo her a little bit, but it ends up working the opposite way where she's like putting on the brakes and you're finding yourself more and more intrigued with her and liking her more and more but she's sort of like no no you're my student but you're like damn it she's smart she's funny she's like fun
1: if if he was a woman
0: yeah she's got all these great qualities (laughs) and she's teaching me all these things and like on top of that, she's not interested in me, despite me trying to get her interested in me, and it's the exact opposite of what you wanted. You find it's yourself really developing a more serious Catching crush. Catching feelings, yeah.
1: Catching feelings for this girl, damn it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I guess I play it off like it is what it is. I suppose I, I'm not. It's, you tell me how bad it's not bad enough to gay us, or is it?
0: Gay? <laughs> oh my god! Nothing is bad enough to gay us someone to fall <laughs> in love with you. That's never going to work. Okay. Haven't you seen any movie or TV show about a love potion? <laughs>
1: That's a good point. Isn't <laughs> oh, it? God. Ends in disaster. Okay. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I finished the tutoring then.
0: Okay, hold on. I got to figure out where the fuck we are in time. It was late July, June. We're now like late July. By the time you finish this up, I need to check my notes on the Civil War. Well, we're about time for a break if you want. Perfect. Why don't we go to break? Yeah. We'll come back on the other side and we'll have some better idea of where we are and what we're doing. See you guys on the other side of a break. Bye bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. Yeah. Um, oh, here that's true. Oh,
1: okay. Yes. Lovely. All right. So things don't go anywhere with the sexy translator,
0: but. I mean, they go somewhere, but not where you want them to go. You're falling for her faster than you would like to be. She rolled a natural 18 on her Charisma checks, so that's a modified 33, yeah. so you know, it's like... Duh, duh,
1: I've got duh, it, I've got it, bud.
0: You've, you've got it. Worse than I'm you'd s- like it.
1: I'm smart though, I know not to stick around and let these things fester. I realize I'm falling for her, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna get the job done and leave before I catch too many feelings and the up to give her half or whatever.
0: I right, right, right. don't want any
1: of that so uh, yeah I'll finish my translating
0: once you reach a, a level that you are comfortable with um, that you've agreed to get to and you're sort of like wrapping everything up Chloe says to you uh, in Kuban which you now speak fairly mm. you know decently at least uh, nothing fancy just very casual conversational Kuban she says uh, did you give her your real name? no What'd you? what name did you give her?
1: A fake name. I guess I'd call her, I'd say my name's Jarrant. Just to think my my father's name.
0: Right. Uh, she says to you, well, Jarrant, you uh, are the most impressive student I've ever had. You've learned this far faster than I've ever been able to teach it.
1: Thank you, um, Chloe. You, you are, are quite fantastic yourself. Oh,
0: I... I'm
1: sorry, it's unprofessional. I, ignore me.
0: I wish you the best of luck, and if you ever wish to come back and improve your Okubin or um, learn other languages, come see me. I speak many.
1: Thank you, Chloe. And if you find yourself in... Dracus, um, seek me out.
0: Where would I find you? Hmm.
1: I worry this might be a mistake. It's a mistake. But I do feel like going with the RP and taking a risk here and telling her to come to Bontheris if she's in Drekus. Mm. I did. She did roll at 80, and I feel like this is a fair consequence. It might come mm-hmm. back to haunt me, but mm-hmm. I tell her I, I live in Bontheris. Uh, if you ask around, you'll find me.
0: You ask for Gerent in Bontheris. Yes. Okay.
1: Ask at well, the the church.
0: You're a godly man. That's not something I would have picked up from our conversations.
1: Not particularly, but the the cleric who works there is a good friend of mine, and we, we spend time together, so if you ask there...
0: Man of many mysteries, I see. Well, I try. Mm. Well, have a good day, then.
1: Thank you. Barrett. I sh- shake a
0: hand. She shakes yours. Uh, I guess you have to pay her some amount of money for a month. Yeah, probably um, a it's decent probably amount. probably pretty pricey. Um, I, yeah, I think probably, probably running low
1: at, on funds, yeah.
0: We're probably looking at like at least a gold and a half a day for 36 yeah. days. So let's call it 1.75 times 36. That's about 63 gold.
1: Okay, 60 gold. Re- we'll call it 70.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. It's not a ridiculous amount. You're probably pretty low on funds. Um, yeah, and you've I got think I'm this... bad at my gems is what it is. Right. And you've got this book now. What are you gonna do?
1: Okay. How how big is it? How long will it take me to read?
0: Uh, it's you know. A so I can
1: probably read it in a day. Yeah, a day or two. Sure, yeah. Sure. Okay. So I'll, I'll do that then. The towns to siege anyway, so it's not like the king's about to bust in looking for me. Do right. I catch the king's banners on the army sieging the keep?
0: Uh, yes, you do see the banners of the House of Sh- uh, Sharzin. All
1: right, so there's a chance that sure I'm going to be able sure. to sell this to the guy in charge of this town for, like, good something or other. Because this is going to be, presumably, there's going to be, like, military secrets in here. So mm-hmm. I, I I read it while I'm here.
0: Excellent. It's
1: like a uh... you to read it. So I'm looking for stuff about the staff, specifically when they raided the tombs. I think that they moved everything out of the tomb. I think the, the cleric woman said it was, like, three weeks earlier. So it's probably, like, a couple of, like, three months ago now. Mm-hmm. So I read back. i have got to read the whole thing anyway.
0: But yeah, right. So you're going to get a, an account of all the things that have been happening here, um, and the the journal goes something along the lines of uh, it starts when. An, how should I say it? the interesting information begins with talking about this other king of uh, Cuba, the King Harazim, and uh, what a fuckwit he is and his incompetence and he sort of like waffles back and forth on things he's very much a oh god what was his name what was the guy before Churchill the the prime minister before him Chamberlain it's yeah. very much a Neville Chamberlain, Chamberlain sort of thing where he's like oh maybe we should do this but I don't know I'm going to hedge my bets here and we'll like try and do this other method rather than confronting this directly and it's all this like pussyfooting around at least from the, the author's perspective and this
1: is before the old king died right, or is he, talking, is he talking about boudoir
0: uh, he's talking about the old King Boudoir yeah
1: B- no no Boudoir's dad right Boudoir's, right, the, Boudoir's the, the dad right, yeah. right,
0: right. Um, he's talking about Boudoir's dad and yes. he's just like he's painting him as this terrible figure and then you know one entry is like joyous day the king is dead we didn't have to go through with our plans it's fantastic uh, his you know his heirs are all incompetent and haven't really been around surely uh, we'll go you know we have our council meeting I will be the new king. I'm clearly the only one possible, like, ready for the role. And then the next entry is like, uh, meeting didn't go so well. Apparently the others think I'm dangerous and violent and vindictive and bloodthirsty, but I'll show them I'll be the king of Akuba and all of them will be dead in my instead. Uh, And then there's some note about how he really envies the the queen of Eredon because she's an absolute monarch who does not have to share power as opposed to the, um, the Cuban structure where like the 13 major families all rule and the king just sort of like arbitrates between them sort of like as yeah. a, a court almost and How, you know, this is a terrible style. How are you supposed to get anything done? No king will ever have power. It's going to be distributed. It's always just going to be this slow plotting progress and infighting is going to destroy everything. It's a terrible form of government. You should really just centralize all the power with one good person, and I'm a good person. So that's what I'm going to do when I rule. And then there's an entry about like, he's working with the this dwarven family that's aligned with him, and they're gonna take the throne now, and you know, the next century talks about, well, they tried to take the throne, but the other families resisted, and now there's a civil war, but we hold the S- Sandashar, which is the capital, so uh, that's all that matters in the Wait, next sorry, century. sorry, who, who
1: are the dwarven family?
0: Uh, the dwarven family he's speaking of is a family called Sparksteel. In Akuba? In Akuba, yes.
1: And he said that they were going to be the kings?
0: No, 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 um they were aligning with him.
1: Right, okay, they are right. aligning so, with him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like the Cuban uh, noble families break down into, like, three different factions, and then there's yeah. a few families who don't align with anyone, and they're just like, we're going to do our work, we're just going to keep doing our shit, and we don't want to get involved in the war. Um, so this
1: guy's aligning with the dwarves?
0: With, yeah, there's two dwarven families, and one of them he's aligning with. Uh, his family, Shazarin used to be in charge of justice so they were the people that would like post guards everywhere they would be the people that would run the prisons and the jails and all sorts of things they had like the most number of soldiers they're really like the military force and the dwarves that they're allying with with are the, um, the dwarves that were in charge of like um, smithing and armoring, you know, they ran the armories and distributed weapons and, like, w- had the rights to sell and maintain gear and to oversee all the other people who could make weapons and armor and, like, would deal with all of this. So, you had like, the most militaristic people with all the people who make the weapons and they're forming, like, this core um, rebel... I, guess I don't really want to call it rebellion, but core faction. And they so immediately is, so take- to clarify,
1: the king is he's, like, a warrior focused, he's not, a, like, a magic focused... Right, family yeah yeah right
0: right yeah and they take the the three most important cities in akuba right away uh within the first month of the war they've got sandashar abenkai and talushar Because they've
1: got this like peninsula down here
0: right and this is like where most of the population and most of the resources are everything else not that important you know okay yeah unyaka is pretty useful but you know this is the most important thing you find notes in here about Um, The one of the families that's in charge of like commerce and sailing and that sort of thing has like all these blockades everywhere So there's not a lot of um, Commerce or trade coming along, but these three cities are all connected by roads So they don't even need that very much and they can still fish a little bit off the shore uh, But they also (laughs) and they don't need to ship the food that was grown here in the peninsula to these other towns So they're fine like, they're, yeah. they're losing connection with the outside world, but they're more than self sufficient. And they're training soldiers, and they're getting ready to conquer everything else, and they're building up their forces. And not everything's going great until uh, the dwarves have a bit of a problem. Uh, okay. You see, this one dwarf, he, he and his family are having a split. Um, they're not doing so well. The other dwarves are not really excited about this. Let me read something to you. Da-da-da-da-da. Um, do, 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 do. so the the head dwarf wait was it the head dwarf of the uh, smithing no. family yeah yeah the uh, uh, Therden Sparksteel was the head of the dwarven family here the Sparksteel family and he did not he was not on board with this absolute monarchy idea he really wanted to keep things as they were but like put Ramar Shazarin in charge yeah. and uh, Ramar is not having this he wants his absolute monarchy so he executes Therdin and threatens to kill everybody else in the Sparksteel family um, and so you know the, the next in line agrees to in order to save his family because uh, Shazaren, the Shazaren guy, has all the troops. He could he could wipe the the Sparksteels out in an instant if he wanted to. So he agrees to back the king's absolute monarchy to save his people. Uh, but his family's not super happy about it, and they there's like a split between them, and there comes like this bloody internal civil war within the Sparksteel family itself, where the the new heir to the Sparksteel family. Um... Uh, Varric Sparksteel. Varick Varric, yeah. He crushes this rebellion within his own family, like, killing half of the his, his own family members, imprisoning a bunch of others, and now the Sparksteels and the Shazerans are unified in one front, with one purpose, with one leader, with one army that's well-manned, well-equipped, well-trained, with all the resources they need, and they're in this, like, position of power to eventually conquer the rest of akuba once they can you know get all of their resources up and running and properly siege unyaka because without taking unyaka they can't really get to anything else so So i get um, an
1: impression of who his biggest threat is which or the faction is he most scared of
0: he's not concerned with any other factions at all okay Um, so there's no like
1: unified resistance against this guy
0: no all the other people are all split and they don't have the numbers like you know, maybe the family that was the equestrian class in charge of horse breeding and everything might have been a threat, but not through these hills and not against the numbers. Like, at yeah. this point, it's just a numbers game. There is no... There's no question. It's just a matter of time, and eventually they will be in charge of everything.
1: Okay, well, sure. I re- I keep reading, right? This is all not useful to me. What I'm look- I need stuff about the staff or, like future battle plans or future right. uh goals would be useful as well.
0: Um the only thing in here that even mentions the staff is it says when he came to power and took over um the the capital that he had arrested all of the anyone that would have been supporting one of the other people. So um and he does specifically mention the um family, the the honor guards in the cemeteries have even been arrested and removed. And that is the only mark about the cemetery or about the staff. There's nothing in here regarding it whatsoever. And this has got personal notes of every kind. I mean, he's talking about, like, things that are going on in his bedroom with his wife. He talks about everything in this diary. It's really detailed. And yet the staff is never mentioned once. And I think you come away reading this being like, shit, he didn't take it.
1: Yeah, it's already gone.
0: Yeah, like, it must have been gone... Before Forever. this it must have been gone maybe who knows when
1: but Balarian um, said he saw him getting bar- buried
0: yeah yeah so how long ago was it that he died uh, 100 years ago no he died in 721 so about 780 years ago it Um. so yeah all of this work, only to realize he doesn't have the staff.
1: Okay. So, one other, I mean, is there stuff in here that would be valuable to his enemies?
0: Absolutely. Right.
1: So, I guess then I try and work out who's in charge of this town. If it's been hidden somewhere, you know, maybe it was a false burial, it wasn't where they said it was. Ah. Maybe somebody Maybe somebody important knows and I can trade information for this journal.
0: Right. Okay, so... Um, the only people that would still be alive at this point in time who would have been there in person would be Balerion the Dragon and the Elven Ambassador, which I think Balerion was talking about. Maybe not. Ooh.
1: No, I don't think so, but that's a good idea.
0: Yeah. Those Maybe would be I be to only two. speak
1: to Balerion with Project Self this time okay. so I don't get buried. So one day... What I'll do, uh, the elven ambassador is not going to be too bothered about the um, like if he's buried somewhere else it might you know it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that was there you know maybe somebody important does know mm-hmm. but I'll um, next day I'll cast project self and go into Valerian's lair and try and speak to
0: right let's take a look at project self
1: it's one of your new spells
0: I think okay good because I did not see it in the other list spells test stop php project self with the closing of the rise and a snap of their fingers the caster projects an incorporeal image of themselves somewhere they can see this projection can see speak and hear on behalf of the caster who must keep their eyes closed for the duration of the spell whatever the caster says or does the projection says or does the sole exception being the eyes of the projection are open despite the caster's eyes being closed the projection has ac 10 0 hp It can be dispelled by being disrupted with any physical interaction, such as waving a hand through it. The spell works with any form of vision, including spells such as clairvoyance, allowing the caster to clairvoyance into an area and then project themselves there. A lining of silver or lead around the room blocks the spell from being cast into an area and blocks sight to the area from the projection.
1: Okay, so I think, yeah, clairvoyance first into his cave and then project self.
0: Boom. You clairvoyance into the cave, you see a sleeping dragon, you project yourself into the cave, and um, you are now in a dragon's lair. We should figure out where you are when all of this is going down, though. Like, in my in-room. In-room in, in, in Yaka?
1: Yeah, in the okay. bed. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, and then uh, once established, I look around, make sure I'm not being chased by any uh, rock elementals, Certainly. and
0: Valerian, uh, it is I, Malachi, I've come to speak with you again and like opens one eye and stands up and takes a step forward towards you
2: I goes, take a step back
0: hello if he comes
1: to touch me I, uh, I'll say I am, I am here but only as a projected version of myself uh, we, we cannot interact physically but I have <laughs> great. He's been a brain who's going to question for you
0: <sighs> certainly interesting one since we last <sighs> spoke
1: of Falstaff and his equipment <laughs> I I sought out his tomb within Sandershar and it was empty what? there is no one there no, nothing in the tomb I, I thought perhaps the new king had raided it for its valuables but I've uh, well between you and me I've got hold of his journal and I don't there's nothing in there about it I I guess it was never there or are you sure that they buried him there
0: I watched him descend into the tomb myself with my own eyes which cannot be deceived
1: so could somebody have could could anyone have snuck in there and moved him
0: afterwards Certainly. do you have any I suppose do, have... do I have what any way
1: to work out where he might be now
0: dragon ponders, leaning forward heavily and scratching his chin with one of his massive claws.
2: Mmm. Mm.
1: Remember, I told you, the fate of the arcade is at stake. It's at stake.
0: I left the day of the funeral, I seem to recall. There was a Sphinx, getting a little close to my home that I had to go deal with. We had an interesting back and forth about riddles. Have you heard the one? What walks on four legs by morning, two by day, and three by evening? I don't know. You don't know? No. Four legs, day. Four legs in the morning, two in the day. Three in the evening.
1: Nope. A soldier?
0: <laughs> it is a man. As a child, you crawl. As a man, you walk. As an elderly man, you walk with a cane. I think a wizard of your appreciation ought to know this riddle already. It is I the most know. I, I, I thought you said. I thought you said day. Day, afternoon, same interpretation.
1: No, but it's the whole we're talking of a lifetime here, not the day.
0: It's a riddle, wizard.
1: I of course I of course concede to you on this great Balerian.
0: Fine, fine, you just disappoint me. I'm sorry. Mmm. Well, as I said, I left. The Elven ambassador. To our to Akuba has been the same one for centuries.
1: That's interesting. Where does he live?
0: Well, in Sandishar, of course. You should speak to her. She is one thousand years old. Well, maybe a thousand and ten now? I'm not what year is it? Is it the same Um, year as when we met? Yes. Excellent. A thousand and nine years old then.
1: Where does she live? In the city? Uh, How would I recognize her home? Do you know?
0: You will find an odd out-of-place tree in the southern district in Sandashar. Uh, There will reside an elderly elf who... Her name is... Bick, Bick, B I C,
1: Bick. B-I-C. Bic. And she lives in a tree, right? in In the south side of town.
0: Yes, yes. It's a weird tree. It's a sequoia that has been prevented from reaching its full height, but has maintained its massive girth. Like a dwarf, a dwarven sequoia, one could say.
1: Thank you, Belarian. I will speak with her. I appreciate your counsel. And then I I go to touch him and disappear.
0: All right. You vanish.
1: Okay. Yes, we're going to back to the capital city. Hope there's not wanted posters for my face around.
0: Meanwhile, back in the capital city, the king comes home to find that his drawer it doesn't have his journal. And the people who were the only ones in his room all day are questioned. It turns out they had to kick someone out because of incompetence. But the king is now very concerned. Who the fuck has his journal? Is it these craftsmen? They have disappeared. Their families wonder what happened to them. And people are out looking for Malachi. But, you know, only two people ever really saw your face and no one had your name. And it's all very suspicious. But that is like a month ago now. So... When you return to the capital...
1: Hopefully it's fine. I do it as a bird, and I will, uh... live should be able to find this tree, land in it. Oh, yeah. the other birds.
0: Yeah, once you know what to look for, it, it you find the giant sequoia in an instant. You know, you circle the town, and you're like, that's a big-ass short tree. And you flutter down to it, and there's, like, a little fence around it with a little garden. There's some, like, large mushrooms and other plants going about, and you see a couple of forest gnomes hanging out in the tree, too. Not a oh, lot, just, like, two or three. Um, and they're just, okay, like, well, kind of hanging in the tree, yeah.
1: I'm coming in polymorphed. I try sure. and get into the tree as a spider or something. And hopefully we'll see the elf and then transform it to me.
0: Uh, so you, yeah, you can land in the... Branches. Uh, the branches of the tree, and there's a big door at the base of the tree. Um, I, with, you know, ste- little stones leading up to it.
1: Um, can I, like, sneak into the... through the door, like, in the cracks in the door?
0: Yeah. You polymorph into a spider and uh, attempt to go underneath the door and find that it's just sort of, like, thick air that's almost soupy, and, like, you'd have to try and swim through it. It's clearly warded in some way. Um, you know, it is a thousand-year-old elven ambassador in the capital. Well-protected okay, so, home.
1: So I can't just walk in?
0: Yeah, you just have trouble walking in. Okay.
1: But you can probably just um, knock on it if you want Yeah, yeah, so I'll make sure that I'm not completely surrounded by suspicious folks. Mm-hmm. There's maybe, like, a couple of garden gnomes, but... Yeah, there's just some garden gnomes hanging out. Are they real, or are they just statues that I'm not sure? So, <laughs> if someone's watching me, I'll just turn back into me and knock on the door.
0: You give a knock, and a moment later, uh, an elderly elven woman opens the door and squints at you through her thick spectacles. Hello? Greetings, Bic. I have been... I am a friend of...
1: I look over my shoulder of and the Brass, and I seek your counsel.
0: And in which language are you speaking these words? Alvin. Her eyes blink a few times and she quickly steps back and welcomes you into her apartment. Um, It's the inside of a tree. It doesn't look like anything is cut or nailed or marked in any way. It's just like the tree has grown to fit everything you could possibly need. Her bed is a, a hammock strung between two little hooks that just kind of come out of the tree like horns or something there's a table here that's just like the tree melds down and you know into the floor and everything it's you know voodoo elven magic bullshit but it's uh interesting and exotic
1: okay so uh i speak in hushed tones and i sit down and bick the the at hand is grave uh, may i may speak frankly with you
0: she nods
1: I don't need to tell you about the dangers facing Eridon. It's my, my home, homeland. Those, those dangers will spread here as well, although it will take the destruction of Dracus and Mastrea before it does, but don't get me wrong. Arcadia is in a grave time, and the time the time for heroes is now. Someone needs to do something about it.
0: She nods along with you.
1: I am seeking out the equipment of a long-dead sorcerer in order to battle the evil powers that plague my homeland. I'm this sorcerer is Falstaff, uh, a friend of Balerion. That's why I spoke with him. And then I, uh, I lower my tone and say, the Civil War, do you support the king? You can speak freely, I'm not from, I'm not allied to these people.
0: She pauses, um, heads over to an area where there's like a, a small fire and, uh, you know, puts a, a teapot over the fire and goes and sits in a chair and scoots another chair towards you and says, um, sit, let me think. Yes. Um, and she sits there for a good like half an hour in silence. Mm-hmm. And as the water boils, she like pours some tea for the both of you and just sits and thinks. For far, far too long. But it's, you know, half an hour later, she finally nods and says "Mm -hmm. The king of Akuba is of little significance. They will come and they will go. The problems that plague Aradon are. uh, that plague Arcadia are greater than a king. I agree. I.
1: I have something that could be useful to the King's enemies, and perhaps for information on what I seek, I could give it to you as a gift, and you may know the right thing to do with it. I'm not interested in Cuban politics.
0: What… what do you need from me?
1: I want to know where Falstaff is really buried, where his equipment is his staff.
0: Is he not buried in his tomb?
1: He's not. I thought he was because Balerion said that you and he watched it together. But I did. I examined the tomb. There's nothing there. It's empty. At first, I thought maybe the new king had raided it. But uh, well, I can I can say now that that's not what's happened.
0: She pauses and thinks deeply for another like half an hour. Um, I think I forgot that she would have asked your name by now. Would you have given it? Honestly, I, I,
1: I tell her my name's Malakai. yeah, and I'm from cool. Maridon.
0: Um After her thinking, she says, If I can remember my past, Falstaff was entombed, and once the funeral was over, the cemetery was closed for the night, and the Harazim family posted guards everywhere around it. Uh, to make it clear, they would not tolerate any sort of grave robbing. It seems that graves are most often robbed the night they're buried because the loved ones are celebrating and partying and drinking, and it is usually the night they are least well guarded.
2: The Harazim
0: yes. family wanted that not to happen. So they posted guards everywhere and went into mourning and solitude for two weeks. But now that you tell me his body is not there if the cemetery was closed and the family vanished for two weeks it seems to me that would be the time to move Yes of well, it's They a robbed record of something their own like grave she says astounded Dastardly
1: Dastardly these people I'm sorry but I um, the Akuban customs They bat hard on me. It's a strange
0: lunder. I recall there was a dwarven family hired to make his tomb that was paid an exorbitant fee of more than ten times the actual cost of the tomb. That
1: certainly sounds suspicious.
0: At the time, I thought it was a show of wealth and a display of pride and honor, but now it sounds like there's something afoot.
1: Any of these dwarfs still alive? Would they have records of this, what they did?
0: Uh, dwarven lifespans are only a few hundred years. Maybe a great-great-grandson? Or great-great-grandchild? And records? The people of Akuba take very careful notes. And I have found that if one wishes to truly understand what has happened, one does not ask a historian, one asks an accountant.
1: Haha, <laughs> yes, it makes sense. Listen, Beck. you're respected in this city. Mm. The dwarves that you're talking about, do they live here?
0: She shakes her head No, imported from Aridon. I can't remember their family name. Ah. Oh. But.
1: Aridonian dwarves, say. Hey.
0: Yes, yes. I, I I am confident that the records would still be in the Harazim family library, which has been folded into the capital now that the Harazim family has ascended the throne, the keep in their, their archives. Should have contractual records.
1: You're talking about the keep in, t- in town here. Not Harazim, right? It's another family, isn't it?
0: Well, it's another family now, but the Harazim family used to rule.
1: Ah, okay. Up so until you think
0: it... yesterday, it seems?
1: It might be in the library within the keep.
0: Not the library, the archives. Where the library is for active readings, the archives are for ancient books and texts. That's buried you... deep within the. Castle underground.
1: Do you have access to this library, to this archive?
0: In, I could gain access.
1: I'm asking a lot of you for somebody I've just met. Why don't I show you what I have and you can judge its worth? I, uh, I'm taking a great risk in showing you this, and when you see what it is, you'll probably, you'll have probably heard of it. But I can trust you as you trusted me. And I, uh, I take the book out of my backpack and hand it to her.
0: Oh, Okay, you pull the book out and hand it to her, and she flips through it and looks a little surprised. Is like, oh my. Yes, yes, the King has been looking for this.
1: Maybe you could say you found it and give it back to him, or maybe you could give it to someone you favor to replace him. If you want it, it's yours if you can help me. Find out the location of what happened to stuff.
0: She nods. Um, and uh, asks you to wait a moment as she starts to read the book. And after maybe an hour, you get the impression that she's going to just sit here and read the entire thing while you wait. Um, yeah,
1: sure. I mean, I'll wait, so I'm not leaving her alone with it.
0: Right, right. Uh, like the sun begins to go down the day begins to pass she like makes a motion and there's like some other there's like a second hammock on the other side of the room that she can pull out for you and goes sleep, rest And she has uh, the forest gnomes bring you guys food and drink and she seems very content just to like sit here and read this book for however long it takes and have you just wait in the tree with her um, That's fine. you know yeah. how elves are, they're long lived and they take their time with everything like dragons like dragons yeah. Malachi's once again left waiting <laughs> and waiting uh, but by yeah. the next day she has finished reading the journal um thanks you for giving it to her saying uh, you have trusted me with something important and I will seek the best answer for Arcadia with what I do with this
1: listen to me Bic I don't want to lower the tone here but um I'll wait here, if I may, while you try and get the information I need. If you betray me on this, know that I got hold of this book relatively easily, and I could see you… things would not go well for you if you were to betray me, let's put it like that. I hope I can trust you.
0: Are you threatening me?
1: I'm not threatening you, I'm just reminding you of the seriousness of this situation. I won't be killed just because you decide to betray me.
0: Dear wizard… I have lived for a thousand years I have seen kings come and go empires rise and fall dragons be born and be slain oceans recede mountains raise if I were to betray you it would not be something you would recognize until it was too late but you do not need to worry I have no cause to ha- bring you harm.
1: I put a hand on her, like, wrist and I say thank you. I, I, I got the impression I could trust you. Will you be... I feel nervous in this town given what I did. Um, do you think you can find out the information quickly or will it take some time?
0: I shall return, go to the capital in the morning and speak with them and see if I cannot put my hands on this book. In the meantime, Let me tell you what I know of Falstaff the Sorcerer.
1: Yes, please.
0: As I'm sure you know, but I'll tell you just in case you don't, he is famed for creating a way of tracking spellcasters via their blood. This is a closely guarded secret. I have been in this city for hundreds and hundreds of years, and I have yet to learn how it is that this is done. He also founded the Harazim family. Before he came, they were nobody. He is a man, was a man, of caution, to the point of paranoia. But he was assassinated, so I don't know if it would really be paranoia. He was very concerned about who was coming after him, and very concerned about in whose hands power lay. He always wanted to make sure that power stayed out of the hands that the, of those who would do wrong with it, which is why his tracking system is such a closely guarded secret. Sure. He learned ancient languages so he could write his notes in de- languages long dead and would then cover them up with arcane spells of his own. Once upon a time, I happened upon him in his room, chatting while he was making notes and cast a glance at the book. I recognized an ancient, long-dead form of elven, but it was scrambled and gibberish. It made no sense. So it must have been in a cipher or magically altered in some way. It's a very careful man. It makes sense that upon his death, he would take his most valuable possessions and hide them somewhere where bad men would not find them.
1: Indeed. And at that point, I'd say that I spoke with Balerion at length about this, and he agreed that whilst Falstaff himself was a very, like you said, paranoid man, very careful man, Balerion and I both think that unearthing these artifacts now, in such a time of need, is what he would have wanted.
0: Maybe depends on the sort of man you are. Are you someone who would do good for the world, or would your good intentions pave the way to hell?
1: I only do what must be done. I'll, uh, vanquish the demons in Heatstroke, send them back where they came, and send the Shadow Dragon back to the Shadow Plane.
0: Are Once these your goals? Done. I not. And when it's done?
1: When it's done I'll retire I I just I can't leave things like this I can't see Aradon completely destroyed It's It's my home, my entire life I feel somehow linked to it, like if only I could have done more to stop it happening in the first place
0: She seems satisfied with you and I feel you're speaking honestly. This is not a ruse that you're pulling over her. No, that's not. Okay. Uh, I will dig around in the records. I will see I if I can find you something. Do stay here. I believe you are a wanted man. They may not know your name, but your face is known to the palace guards.
1: Yes, I imagined the it might be. i them got a good look at me
0: has used a read-memory spell, and you may find uh, wanted posters with your face drawn upon them. There's even an innkeeper who claims to have seen you.
1: Right. Well, I'll keep a low profile, though. Thank you for allowing me to stay here.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, she will leave. And I think it becomes apparent to Malachi once she walks out that she probably knew who you were and the book that you had stolen when she first saw you at the... the at the the door and lets you in anyway.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I am very, very worried that she's just going to go and get the guards right now. I mean, she might not, but I need to be ready if she does. So... Is there a window in the tree? No. Mm. Polymorph doesn't last long enough really to... Maybe what I'll do is I'll cast Invisibility leave the tree, climb up the tree, and sit in the tree invisible, and I'll just show you back up when she comes back on her own without the guards. But if she comes with guards, then I can leave.
0: Alright. You go to leave, and you find the door locked.
1: Ah, okay. Right then. So I I make sure I learn teleport today.
0: Alright, so she leaves, and you go to learn spells? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um... Maybe eight hours later, yeah. she returns on her own. On her own, the door opens right. and she steps in, uh, puts down a bag, and she's she might be an elf, but she is ancient and she moves a little bit slowly. So she like sets down the bag, goes and puts some water on the boil, waits for the tea to be made, comes and pours the tea for you and her gets like some biscotti, brings it over, hands you some, then like slowly opens the bag and pulls out this ledger, this ancient book with like cracked leather that's falling apart and flaking, and like slides it gently across the table leaving little debris of leather all on the ground, um, on the table where it slides and hands this over to you and says this is the um, financial records of House Harazim through the year, from the year seven uh, ten to seven thirty. Wow.
1: Okay. So, do you remember the date of the funeral?
0: She nods and like flips open the book and turns it to a page that talks about the Pickmore clan. Uh, it was a group of dwarves called the Pickmore clan that came from Kel'Daram in Aradon. Uh, these it. are famed stoneworkers. workers, um, you know, known all throughout the world for ages. In fact, the... <laughs> uh, no, 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 that's not actually part of what we need to talk about. Um, and in the okay. ledger, it mentions that there is a, a cost. And the tomb is listed as costing a 100 million copper. And at wow. the same time, you know that that is a ridiculous price to pay for this shit for like that tiny tomb that you saw that what like 20 by 20 room even though it's marble and dwarven craftsmanship a hundred million copper is like you know no
1: way ten or a hundred
0: times the cost of what that would ever possibly need
1: so it could be that it's like got a secret entrance in -hmm. the tomb that they built afterwards. And that could be why it's so expensive. Or it could be that they moved the body and built another tomb somewhere else.
0: Right. And she says, she mentions to you as you, like, look up after reading that line, keep reading, keep reading. And um, in it, you know, a couple of pages later, there's, like, expense reports from the dwarves. And, you know, it's all, like, the financial records that come with a major transaction like this. You know, pages and pages of documents. Uh, And one of the expense reports covers... um, uh, expenses from Roxas. Ah, where's yeah. that? Yeah. Let's take a look on the world map at where Roxas is. You are an educated man and well-traveled. You would know where this is right away. Roxas... I'm actually a map maker,
1: so yeah, definitely would know.
0: Roxas is here. Let me drag you to it, though, so you can see it. Right here.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Which, it's not too far from Valerian.
0: It's not, but also, if you'll notice... Dwarves coming from Keldaram, which is, you know, way, way yeah. north, there is no reason to go through Roxas if you're trying to get to Sandashar. In fact, well. it is out of your way to go to Roxas.
2: Yeah, yeah, right? but If you were leaving from
0: Keldaram, you'd, you'd go by ship, or if, even if you went by land, you would come, th- you know, way the fuck down and over and, like, this way, but that's a ridiculous route, and even that doesn't have. What they were stopping for in Roxas, which is an expense report covering um, a huge amount of rations and uh, tools and supplies, like all of these different crafting supplies from Roxas picks and axes and chisels and hammers and an incredible amount of food.
1: All right. So maybe they yeah, built a different tomb around Roxas. Yeah. Or someone near there. OK, well, that sounds like a goal. There might be like mines in there or something like that that we could take a look at. I uh, I say to Bic, thank you, Bic, I'll uh, I will follow these leads in Roxas and see what I can find. I trust that the King's journal is safe with you and will go to good use.
0: When the time is right, I shall oh, what is the old saying? The right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world.
1: Something like that, yes. Strike when the iron is hot. Hmm. Yes. Well, it's been nice knowing you. I uh, hope to see you again one day. But I'll—I uh, will be gone from this place for some time. It seems it's become quite hostile to my interests.
0: I have a good thirty to eighty years left in my life. I hope to Me see too. you again.
2: Well, yeah.
1: We're working on the same timeline there, so maybe I will. I shake a hand.
2: Mm-hmm. Does and I uh... yours.
1: Polymorph and Aldir. Do I read anything about that in the King's Journal? Is this place free? Like, could I get... Um... Actually, that wouldn't really take me anywhere I need to go. No. the best no. way to get to Roxas. I can't get back to Yetel because of the... Uh, Blockade.
0: Right, there are naval blockades everywhere right now.
1: So I could fly to the edge of the desert, spend the day there, and then sleep one night in the desert in a hidden lodge, and then keep flying. I could do two polymorph spells a day. So that gets me over six hours worth of flying at 48 speed. Okay. I've got stone skin be safe to just do it slowly how many sorry uh how long do we think we can go in a polymorph self
0: uh let's see two turns per level you're level nine so 20 minutes times nine is 180 minutes
1: yeah so three hours
0: three hours and you can probably go at speed what 48 at most in a polymorph version yeah um so that is 14 miles an hour times three hours per casting is 42 miles per casting and right. it is 120 220 miles so 220 divided by let's call it 42 it's gonna be five cats five and a half six castings basically to get so you three boxes
1: so six days but then I to sleep in a lodge every night it's like 100 GP gem it's very expensive maybe the better thing to do is to try and get a ship to somewhere safe like you're not gonna find a ship out
0: of Sandishar though no Sandishar is blockaded too
1: so maybe I do fly to Aldir and try and get a ship from there to Drunsbar, and then fly across the Hogwind Plains to Roxas hmm Does that sound reasonable? Is Aldir out of the war? It's not blockaded.
0: Uh, Aldir is owned by the family that runs the naval blockades.
1: So it's probably okay, then. Yeah. All right, then. So I'll do that.
0: All right. Uh, You can fly to Aldir. Yeah. And catch a ship from there that will take you to Droonsvar. Let me just check on the status of Aldir at this point in time. Um, there were rumours of plague there, but that's not what we're looking for. I don't need to worry about the plague in Aldir.
1: No. Mm. Although I would like to avoid the plague if possible.
0: Uh, I think we're near the beginning of August right now. Let's see. Yes. Gotta check my... Cupid Knight's notes. When was Aldir free Wicked from Aldir is Edge of Desert, Pikes Point, Leap for Syro. Okay, so that's July. Aldir is still being controlled. Perfect, perfect. Alright, yeah. You can absolutely get to Aldir and grab a ship that will take right. you... Um, you're probably not gonna have one that goes directly to Druun's Bar. I think you're gonna have to, like, take a ship... You're actually gonna have to probably take a ship all the way to, like, Kel'Duram the Dwarven yeah, town, God and then, really? like, take well, a ship well, back. Because Druin's well, bars is a, a tiny-ass town. Or maybe there's something going to either Shelton or Druinsbar.
1: Bar. Maybe, maybe I could just, like, fly off the side of the ship when the time's right. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah we, you could.
0: The, yeah, the as the ship is coming by Druinsbar, Bar, you know. Because yeah. it'll, it'll pass um, this point up here, and then you can just, like, as it passes Shelton, you could uh, fly off and go to Shelton and grab a boat from Shelton to Druinsbar, Bar, no problem. Okay, I think and that's then yeah. Go from Druid and dro- droons, spars, droons, roxies. Roxies. Okay. So that okay. is going to take you. Let's just do a quick. Uh, it's going to be.
1: It's going to be a while.
0: This. That's 650 miles by sea. Um... Okay. Okay. So it's going to be somewhere along the lines Like in the middle of August Okay. You've been on a ship For a long time here, for a couple of weeks You know, sailing around this Sailing back over here Then how do you want to get from Druinsbar Bar to Roxas Are you going to walk, or are you going to fly It's 71 miles, it'll take you two days of flying
1: I ask in Druin's Bar How, how deadly the Hogwind planes are Okay So I'll uh,
0: Yeah. There's a I'll wyvern just, there, that's the
1: only thing that you need to be worried about yeah, I should be okay with the word. Uh Phantom Steed across. I think it's movement speed 36, but it'll last. Oh, then you'll be there no hours. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect. So yeah. I think we can just skip all the travel. Yeah. And you can arrive in Roxas. And why don't we take our last break here? Yeah, alright. Take our last break here. And when we come back, we will see what is going on in Roxas. And maybe bring us in for a landing. Uh, see you guys on the other side of the break. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to <laughs> you, Hardcore Heroes. So, okay. you are going to arrive in everyone's favorite dwarven town, the only dwarven town that people what? really like. Dwarven town? this oh, is no. a dwarven town. <laughs> oh, God, I was just so happy I mean, it's not entirely Dwarven, but it's predominantly Dwarven.
1: Okay, I'll hold my tongue.
0: All right, hold on, let me pull up my notes on Roxas. Good DM would have done that during the break. A great DM wouldn't do it until they needed it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Well, if it's what you did, it must be what a great DM
0: does now. Right, that's what I I think. Um, Yeah.
1: Okay, just cloud kill all these dwarves. (laughs) Also <laughs> likes <laughs> um
0: do i not where are my roxas notes hold on hold on i've got some roxas notes here
1: Well <laughs> oh, you've got roxas notes don't you worry about us <laughs> all, right. all
0: right here they are okay. um okay roxas let me just tell you what you know about it already because you're a mapper you know shit about the world um, yes. And let's get some music as we arrive in Roxas. What is good Roxas music? Um, this is gonna be it, here we go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, so Roxas is known for its mining, because it's here at the, the base of the Dracissian Ridge. Um, uh, the Draken Ridge, I'm sorry. It has, what are my resource distributions say? Resource distribution. Roxis, Roxis, Roxas, Roxas, Where are you hiding, buddy? Come on. Roxas. Roxas is home to um, weapon manufacturers, silver mines, coal mines. There are gem mines here, Roxas. They also grow fantastic coffee and mine oh. a little bit of iron. So, it is this phenomenal mining town, uh, as well as some, some coffee. Uh, great weapon and armor smiths that they, they sell to the elves and kind of to whoever's around. Even though their production might not be particularly high in quantity, it's fantastic in quality here. Okay. right. Um, let's see. It is home to a fairly large population of dwarves mixed with a few humans, a couple of elves and half-elves, maybe a smattering of gnomes and halflings. It's like a, a big menagerie of races, all happily living in one town, but it's sort of like an inhospitable place. It's right next to these fucking mountains where there's dragons that cruise around, uh, and there's wyverns, and there's the inhospitable dragon wastes to the south, and like the climate's not very great. It's like... a um, you know, it's a fairly deserty region, but there's this nice big river here. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a little bit more lore here, which is something that you're gonna see. As you come into Roxas, the whole town is built along the edge of a river, which is a bit of a canyon, so there's like a steep drop-off into the canyon below. And there's a staircase that will lead down to the canyon, where there's like a makeshift dock where people will use for like fishing boats and whatnot. Uh, And all along the edge of the canyon are these paper lanterns, which you will instantly recognize as magical paper lanterns, and they'll glow in different colors as the sun goes down to, like, mark the edge of this canyon rift so nobody falls down into it. Um, Additionally, there is a fairly large tower that was built here that is supposedly has some sort of, like... Um, dragon repelling thing? You don't know what it is, and you've always kind of assumed it's been a bit of a legend that they've yeah. got like a dragon repelling tower, because that doesn't even really make sense. But sure enough, there is a fairly large tower here built in Roxas.
1: Alright, and it's meant to repel dragons, okay, that's interesting. I Does mean, it just look they like say. a tower?
0: Does it just, it just look looks, like a normal tower? Yeah, it's like a giant stone tower. I don't think there's any windows on it anywhere, but yeah.
1: Okay, so I need to try to work out what the best way going about this is kind of need some records of them like maybe they like built it in the mines like maybe if somebody's got a record of all of the additions to the mines over the centuries like maybe there'll be a record of when the the akubans came and did their own work with a private set of contractors or something like that so what's the best way to go about that like is there a, a mining district or something like that you know like a head office for the mining guild or something.
0: Uh, there are... Uh, each mine is run by its own, like, uh, company might be the best way to do it. Uh, explain it. It's like each mine, each physical mine has its own operation with its own leadership and everything. But there are, there's, you know, it's a free town. It's run by a council. It has a mayor. It's under no jurisdiction of any kingdom or government other than their own. Okay all right so
1: maybe i'll try and speak to the uh the council i have important matters that concern the entirety of the continent so how's the best way to go about this
0: yes how does the traveling wizard introduce himself to a bunch of dwarves
1: oh god yeah let's think oh i've got i've got a great in um what was his name um The name of the Count from the place by Shybrook, the guy who was in charge of Shybrook. Not Valmont, but the guy in charge of, it It was like, Rock.
0: Oh, the the guy from Newfort, the Dwarven guy in charge of Newfort.
1: Rockhide or something like that? Ooh, good question.
0: Ironhide? Ironhide, that sounds right.
1: Yes, Roderick Ironhide Got it, it's on the wiki Okay, so, right, Ironhide did tell me To destroy the shadow dragon So maybe I'll use that as an inn Okay, Mm. so I will Go to the Like where the council holds court Or something like that, does that happen?
0: You find the town hall Um Yeah
1: Okay, so I will go and wait in line In the town hall to Speak to someone
0: yeah, sure enough, uh, council is in session today, and uh, there's not much of a line. There's just one other person in front. It's a, a young human boy who is saying to the council, speaking in Aridonian, which is the dominant language here. Uh, he's got this, like, Kraken oh. voice going on. He's like, uh, oh, the lords, I, um, I, uh, I'm so sorry. I, uh, last night I was a little drunk and I broke one of the magic lanterns on the edge of the, the ravine and he like hangs his head in shame and one of the dwarves gets up and goes laddie what the fuck are you doing breaking the lanterns those keep people from falling to their deaths do you want your little sister falling off the cliff because she can't see where it's clearly marked do you want us to have to put up a rail you know the namish lawyers have been saying we need to put a railing along the cliff for a hundred years now and they're fucking crazy. You can't have a railing. It ruins the beauty of it. The majesty of it. Life ought to be dangerous, but not so dangerous we all die. But if you keep destroying the fucking lanterns, we're going to have to put up a bloody railing, and it's going to be the end of the world as we know it. We can't have railings. We're not a bunch of pansy assed human bitches around here. Sorry. No no offense to either of you in line.
1: Not taken. Not taken. If Look, the guy ever... A... Okay, go, sorry. Go on.
0: Look, Kid. We gotta find a wizard now. One that can create a magic lantern. And do you know of any wizards in town? No. There's no bloody wizards in town that can cast magic lanterns.
1: Well, well actually, I am a wizard. I can't cast magic lantern, then.
0: You're a wizard. I am, sir. Well, why didn't you say so? Step on up, wizard. Can you make a magic lantern for us? If the guy turns to look at me, I just go shake my head at him. Well, Um, you're not a very good wizard then, are you?
1: No, 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 sorry, I was shaking my head at this... this... fool. Oh. I... Magic lantern, one that glows eternally of a certain colour? Yes, I can do that. Oh! If you provide the lantern, I can do the magic.
0: Well, perfect then. Kid, it's your lucky day. You're gonna go with this wizard, and you're gonna do everything he says until he is satisfied with your work, and we've got our magic lantern back. And then when you're done, you're gonna come and apologize to us once more, and then you're good. And the kid nods and, like, takes a a few steps back. Um, And then the dwarf looks at you and goes, All right, buddy. Welcome to our town, magic wizard man. What can I do for you?
1: Thank you, Lord Dwarf. I, um, well, aside from helping you with your lantern problem, I am here on a, well, a great quest given to me by a noble and mighty dwarf by the name, or when by the name, Count Roderick Ironhide in Newfort.
0: Oh, the Ironhides. What do you mean, went?
1: Unfortunately, they were... the whole city was destroyed by the demon invasion.
0: Fucking hell. We had heard there were demons in Eridon, and we hadn't heard from many of our people there, but we started getting word from the northern dwarves and the, the, the far eastern dwarves and we figured eventually Ironhide would get around to getting in touch with us again, but...
1: It's a uh, sad state of affairs. It's, it's horrible there, but um, before he died, a few weeks before it all happened, I was investigating the events leading up to it, and Count Roderick, he... Well, he asked me to look into... What was going on and specifically around rumors of a, a shadowy dragon living within the mountains around shirebrook and i'm sure it means
0: doesn't mean anything in his
1: life now but he's if he's watching us i mean to complete this quest for him and i've been on a long and perilous journey my dwarven friends and the next stage brings me here in front of you and i have a favor to ask of you perhaps i can help jimmy here with his lantern and then i can come back and maybe then we can speak in private
0: in private
1: well it's quiet here today but these are great great matters and i would speak to the whole council perhaps in a more official setting if, if possible
0: uh the dwarf looks at the others do you speak dwarven no alright, he looks to the others and prattles on and dwarven, they argue back and forth and eventually the guy turns back to you and goes alright, alright, council's closed everyone get the fuck out we gotta talk to the wizard, you you guards come a little closer, we don't know this guy
1: oh, we're doing this now, okay great yeah.
0: um, they kick everyone out immediately and the armed guards and like dwarven plate mail with axes in their hands come to like stand on either side of you
1: nasty, okay I uh, Jimmy's left, does he? I say, Jimmy, I'll, I'll meet you outside. Hi. <laughs> All right. It's funny. Is he a human, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's human, funny. Jimmy. He's a human, but he sounds like a dwarf. It's funny. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so. I'm led to believe that the thing that opened the pathway to allow the demons to enter Arcadia was an ancient and evil shadowy dragon living within the mountains near Shirebrook and i seek a way to banish it back to its plate no i won't bore you with all of the details but have you heard of a a wizard and a Cuban wizard lived 700 years ago went by the name of falstaff no well he uh he's a big deal over there uh, but he had a staff of magical light it's something that my research tells me if i could get a hold of it i could use to banish the dragon or at least stun it for long enough to attempt to banish it personally now you might be sitting here saying what does this have to do with me I'm a proud dwarf I don't concern myself with the, the messing around of humans and you're right and you've got no reason to help me on my own worth. but think this is something that Ironhide wanted I, one of the greatest dwarfs to ever live this is something that meant a lot to him and I promised him that I'd see to this so that's why I hope you can help me but anyway I've searched the records in Akuba and this Falstaff was buried in secret somewhere near Roxas. And 700 years ago a team of dwarves from Eridon came here under a private Akuban contract and I think constructed a tomb with him for him somewhere around here. And I was hoping that Noble Council, you maybe help me to locate it.
0: Well seven hundred years is a long time, son. Uh, you know... Huh. They consider. And then one of the dwarves perks up and says in um, Eridonian as well, You know, I think I remember there was a group of dwarves that come through this town a few generations back. Uh, northern dwarves. Far northern dwarves, right? Didn't they come through here and they were from Calderon. Everyone, yeah, everyone's kind of like, oh, there is some story about... Oh, yeah, yeah, they came through this point, but they didn't stick around, laddie. They, uh... Oh, okay. No, 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 no. A group of dwarves came through here long, long time ago. The only reason we remember them all is because they did... They went into the mountains, yeah. They, they went into the Draken Range, and then they were gone. And then they came on back. Uh, I don't know, maybe six months later? year later, something like that. Pe- disappeared into the mountains, came back later, vanished again. Never seen from or heard from again.
1: Is there a path into the mountains? From Roxas? They must have brought a lot of equipment with them. They couldn't have been scaling the mountains. They must have had a way in. They brought there all our equipment here. That's the records that I saw. Picks, stone.
0: Let's see. Well, our minds don't go into the mountains. Mountains is where you get into all sorts of trouble and all the good stuff is already in the hills anyway. It's like the gods blessed us with easily accessible resources. So why you'd want to go into the fucking mountains, I can't figure for the life of me. They must have wanted something in there. Now,
1: maybe they buried him in there. Safe from grave robbers.
0: Maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe. they went in there and they dug out an underground crypt beneath the stone.
0: It's possible. Hold on. Hold, hold your horses there. I... Now, while no one's alive to remember it all, we have some fantastic historical records. Being a free city, uh, you know, history is written by the victors here. Yes. There are no victors. The histories are accurate. The journals are kept. Um let's dig around. Let's let's dig around. Uh, wizard, what'd you say your name was, feller? Malachi. Malachi, and you know Count Ironhide yourself, did you?
1: I knew him personally, yes.
0: There's some nodding and appreciation that you're trying to keep an oath even after the the person you made it to is dead. Yeah. Um, and they say, Look, when you finish this lantern project is when, by around then, we'll have dug up whatever we need to dig up. So Fantastic. you fix the lanterns, we'll get you what you need, or at least what we can get you.
1: I should go to shake his hand. Thank you, Lord Dwarf. Thank you, council. I shall speak to you shortly.
0: They, they all shake your hands in turn, jabbering at you in Dwarven, a few in Aridonian, and the council dismisses for the day. They're done with business.
1: All right, I walk out to find Jimmy, and I go, Ooh. Ugh. all right jimmy let's uh Hi.
0: Let's... i'm sorry for breaking the lanterns
1: it's all right don't worry about it we'll make some more ones it's easy all right do you know where they keep the um the lanterns themselves
0: uh no
1: the spare ones no
0: no i think we have to make one or buy one
1: buy one yeah okay well we'll go to the market shall we jimmy lead yeah. the way
0: Jimmy leads you to the marketplace and you know you can dig around and then you find some something that's akin to a paper lantern. It's not very nice. It's more of like a like a it's supposed to be like a night a lampshade that you put over a, a torch or something just so it's to diffuse it so it's not so bright. Yeah. And that will function if you want. Okay.
1: Yeah, and then I like I don't know, uh like attach something to it that I can cast continual light on like in the center of it.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Uh, they're not meant to not... fly
1: right they're not meant to fly this isn't like a separate spell magic lantern
0: there is a unique magic lantern spell okay. um, well, you are we'll going to end up creating a different sort of magic lantern that's yeah. fine yeah
1: <laughs> okay alright so I this isn't the same little Jimmy is it I look at him Jimmy? yeah? what's up? we never met before have we? no okay common name I guess oh, okay all right, let's, should we, how many did you break?
0: One, it was a red lantern. Oh no, wizard, come back.
1: No, oh, I'm still, I'm here, I'm here.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well Jimmy, do you know what? Um, you seem like a nice guy, we'll make, we'll make two. You broke one, we'll make two, that seems fair.
0: Thank you, Mr. Wizard
1: yes well what was color was the one you broke red okay I can't make red light with continual light can I
0: no but you could get a red lantern
1: ah yes a red lantern so we'll get a red lantern and then I'll let Jimmy pick the color for the second one
0: sure he gets um, a red lantern and a blue lantern
1: okay Jimmy I want you to take these home and look after them and meet me at my inn in the morning and we'll uh, we'll do the magic then
0: okay perfect all right. you meet up so with Timmy the next day yeah,
1: yeah and I, I just cast two is it second level or third level you all right
0: second it's level. second right yeah so yeah. i cast
1: to continual light spells. Uh,
0: you find yourself at the griffin's rest and in here in town
1: great the griffin's yep. rest comfortable run oh. by dwarfs is it
0: uh this one's run by humans actually
1: ah a good fine choice mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm keeping up my best pro-dwarf pretensions while I'm in here, but once the day ends and the door is closed I have to have a very long shower to wash off the shame
0: oh. <laughs> Alright, Okay. Right. morning We'll, we'll continue to light
1: these lanterns I give them to Jimmy and I say uh, "Yeah, the, the deed is done The magic so is cast
0: You've created continual light stones, yeah?
1: Well, maybe not stone, like, maybe it's like a pin or something that's in the center of the lantern Not okay. too heavy, because I don't want it to totally way down the lantern. If it's like a pebble. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so like a pebble. And how are you going to suspend it in the middle of the lantern?
1: Yeah, I mean, that is an issue. But I assume that there's some sort of framework to the lantern itself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That if I construct a a piece of string in the right shape, it can probably hold the stone in the center.
0: Perfect. You get a stone, like, what? Eight pieces of string coming off as guy wires that hold it in place in the middle. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Lantern Easy.
1: done. Great. So, Jimmy and I will go back to the council, the town hall, mm-hmm. and I'll go through the door and is there a queue? Uh,
0: no, no. Uh, you get there in the morning, uh, Jimmy tells you, like, you know, the council meets every few days or whatever, and you guys can find a time to arrive, and there's not much going on. It's a pretty peaceful, chill city, there's not a lot of issues, so you guys arrive, you're the first ones there. The council's okay. all set up, and the lead guy's like, all right, lad. You got us our lanterns.
1: Yes. Beautiful. Did you find anything else?
0: We got a little bit of information. Um, we dug through some records here. Found that sure enough, a group of dwarves came on through. Uh, from, what the fuck was that town called? Calderam or something like that? A proud pick, yep. a clan, or some bullshit? That's right. Right, right. Uh, Pickmore. Pickmore is the plan name. That's it. Now, most of these records are uh, fucking useless. Yes. Worthless pieces of shit. Uh, It don't say nothing about where they went, only that they came, they bought a crap ton of supplies and put them in a magic uh, hole. You know, they they just spread up piece of black fabric on the wow. ground and a pole, made a hole in the ground and they tossed a bunch of it in and folded it up and walked away, saying something about that was their half of their payment for something that they were doing real secretive about it, but you know even secretive dwarves like to talk yes and uh, magic bags, you know, magic holes in the ground to transport things that's, I don't know if you know anything about mining, son but that is a dwarf stream. You could you could load it up with iron ore, and you wouldn't have to push carts back and forth. You could you could put everything in there, and you could carry it around. You wouldn't need to work with animals anymore. Fucking donkeys. You know what a pain in the ass a donkey is to to move around? Stubborn sons of bitches. Worse than dwarves. So, <laughs> uh, magic imagine. portable hole is like uh, you know Trainful mind the. Train. I was gonna say a dwarf's wet dream but yeah, yeah it's fucking brilliant so, they got a couple of these magic portable holes as payment for some such shit put all their supplies in it and fucked off when they came back, they came back smelling of salt, lots and lots of salt coating all their shit now, the only source of salt anywhere near here is on the other side of the mountains, Krusty Lake Ah,
1: okay, so maybe somewhere near the lake
0: Aye I must have gone through the mountains somehow Found some sort of pass through the mountains And uh, made it to the lake
1: This is extremely helpful, my friend
0: Aye Now, uh, I don't know if you know about anything on the other side of the mountains there But uh, that lake, it's, uh, how do you say, the, the end for all the rivers around there and the rivers only flow when the 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 snows melt, you yeah. know. At least on that side. On our side, the rivers flow all year round, but they they swell as the snow melts. So um, the lake fills up in the spring and slowly dries over the rest of the year. It never really empties, but it's a briny little bitch. So if they were, it must have been like edge of the lake, maybe even in the lake. And it in order to... If they were covered in salt, it must yeah. have been right there. And the other thing is... Fucking lakes filled with salt water. You can't drink that shit. The only source of fresh water is when the rivers flow in the springtime. So... They had to have been there somewhere in the spring. Otherwise, no water. They didn't Unless, buy
1: any water here before they left.
0: I mean, maybe. Yeah. I, well, the records aren't that detailed. But
1: well, you said maybe. they were gone for six months or a year. They would have had to have had a source of water.
0: Oh. Well, I mean, that was 700 years ago. Maybe we're misremembering. <laughs> they were gone for a while. Went into the mountains, came back later. Maybe the rivers flow six months in the year. I ain't ever been to the other side of the mountains. In fact, no living man has ever been to the other side of the mountains. It's an inhospitable wasteland of hell. Fuck really? it. Dirt dragons live in the grounds over there. The barren wasteland, burning sun, no plant life to be found anywhere. Mm. Just inhospitable hellhole. If you, ha- it's so bad. It- it's such a bad place. We call it Fresno. <laughs> it's a dwarven term for a hellhole. I like it. So
1: you were saying that you think that they must have been there in the winter then, because um, the winter, rivers-
0: spring, something like that. Yeah.
1: So, maybe not buried at the bottom of the lake, then. Like, maybe if they'd gone in the summer, they could have buried him at the bottom of the lake. But if they were there during the winter... Buried
0: him in the lake when the water recedes. Oh, that's a fucking... That's a clever place. You can only get to it a little bit of the year. Yeah. That's very clever.
1: Well, unless you're someone like me, in which case I might be able to get there whenever I want. Right. Listen, my friends, you've been uh, more than helpful. If there's... I only cast a very simple spell for these lanterns. If there's anything else I can do for you. I'm sure Ironhide would have wanted me to offer a hand of friendship.
0: You know? Do you know Dave? The Enchanter.
1: Sorry, I cut my insect was out sector. Yeah, I just, I had enchanter, but nothing else.
0: Do, do you know Dave the enchanter?
1: Ah. Hmm. Dave the enchanter. Let me just think for a second. No, I know a John the enchanter. Ah. And a, a Simon the enchanter. But well, no, Dave, no.
0: Ah. Why? He built the, the tower here uh, a couple of generations back. Oh, uh, he might yes. be dead. Yeah, human. Sorry. Sorry. Probably oh. dead by now. The anti-Dragon Tower. Do you know how it works?
1: I have no idea. Never heard of anything like it in my life. I could try and investigate if you'd like.
0: I mean, if you learn something, you learn something. If not, not. But uh, we here have been wondering if the tower actually does anything. It's been here for fucking centuries. And yet, no, you know, dragons don't come here. Wyvern leaves us alone. Dragon leaves us alone. We wonder, is the tower doing something? Or has Dave be. just built something here and told us it keeps dragons at bay when they already stay away and he's just having a good chuckle at us from after the the other side, you know?
1: He might be, yes. Can you some talk to the dead? Like could, you,
0: could you ask Dave if it's actually working?
1: Not right now. Do you know what? I could do that for you, yes. It might take me some time. I need to consult with a friend. But, uh... I will let you know, what is your What is your name, Dwarf? I'll be to send you a message in your mind.
0: Uh, my name is Peter. Peter the Dwarf.
1: Peter the Lord
0: Counselor of Roxas? Just Peter. We have no nobles here. You... We're trying out this wacky idea. It's called... Well, we don't have a name for it, but we have no nobility. You know, we, we, we squash the upper class, and it's just middle class, lower class, and slaves. It's much better.
1: I like it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. No fucking nobles.
1: All right, so I'll ask my friends to speak with Dave, the dead enchanter, and I'll have an answer for you. I'll send you a message in your head one of these days.
0: I don't like wizards messing with my brain.
1: Can I you can just send... send
0: a piece of paper?
1: Sure, I'll send a message instead. Uh, a note.
0: Good. It was a pleasure getting to know you, Mr. Malachi. You and, too. Uh, good job with the lantern. It looks a little funny, but I think it'll work.
1: Perfect. Nah, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. I shake his hand once more and I say, uh, "I'll be setting off in the morning." Um, it's been good to meet you. And I leave. All right. All right. So I think the next day. They might have had a path through the mountains, but it should be a pretty easy fly for us.
0: Yeah, for you, it's just a simple matter of flying over the mountains.
1: Yeah. So I think if I follow the Fairnock River into the hills, and then fly once I get to the base of the mountains, I should be able to get to the lake in one casting. Mm-hmm. More or less. So i think i'll do that i've put my spells on the chat that's what i go where i i'll change esp out for um 10 levels like a really shit level for spells it's weird like there's what good is- like situational stuff in there but there's no like like apart from like mirror image there's no yeah this is a spell that i want to have every day
0: second level is an interesting level yeah i totally yeah. hear you
1: And Invis. I mean, Invis and Mirror Image are both great. Locate objects, maybe. That could be good. I could locate like a dwarven axe or something like that. Maybe one's been left behind. Um, I like that idea. So we'll change ESP for locate objects. Ice cream. I'll just fix it because it's annoying. Oh yeah. All right. So maybe I'll run into trouble along the Fenock River. I'm not sure. But I walk so along the Fenock River to get know to the. You
0: walk along the river to the edge of the mountains. All right. on this. All right. Farinok River, taking it up and along. Let's roll for random encounters. Yep. Hmm. Yes, you will encounter something here. What are we coming across? Let me take a look at my um, encounter table for this area. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Geography. Cuba. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, all right, so you are coming along the river here, and I need you yeah. to make me a perception check opposed by these other folks. Ooh, they roll shit. What? Well, nice. Oh, you roll beautifully. So as you're walking along the river, uh, you come around a bend, and you can see up ahead there is a group of bugbears that are crouched near the water, uh, near the river's edge, sipping from it. On my side of the river? Yeah, your side of the river. looks to be six bugbears. Wow.
1: Bugbears, bugbears. How big are bugbears?
0: Six and a half feet, seven feet tall.
1: They are quite meaty, though. Yeah. Um, all right, so far enough away, I'm going to cast Mirror Image. Okay. And then I'll Fireball them. <laughs> We'll just Fireball some Bug Burst, get some XP in there. So... It's a 96, right? Yeah! 22 damage, that's less than the Magic Missiles. That's
0: pretty shit, man.
1: Yeah, shit, they might survive. Fuck.
0: Oh yeah, they're did I say six bug bears? I think I said six.
1: Yep, you said six.
0: Alright, let me start rolling their HP. They need
1: They should get a disadvantage on their save because they didn't see it coming.
0: Sure. sure. Um I can do some at sixteen. So let's see which ones twelve. Okay, that's one. Two. Three, four, five. Okay. So five will die if they fail their saves. One will pass. Great. We're going to go saving throw. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. They all fail their saves because they don't see it coming. And uh, they get blown to smithereens except for one bugbear who's lying flat on his back staring at the sky and, like, slowly starts to get to his feet as we roll initiative for the first round of combat.
1: Okay. Um, The bugbear
0: goes last. You rolled a 10. He's going at 13.
1: All right, I tell you my action. I get an 11, so I want to see what he does.
0: The bugbear, like, gets up to his feet, looks around sees you down the river like five of you or whatever standing about he's sort of singed all his companions are dead and the bugbear like scrambles away and runs up the river slowly like hobbling his way up the river freaked and panicked
1: just as he gets the end of magic missile range I see a magic missile him.
0: Alright, he had like 4 HP left. He cannot survive Mm -hmm. a magic missile. But roll it anyway, see if he can do better damage than the the fireball.
1: Yeah. 19. No. He's just ripped
0: apart by magic missiles.
1: Okay, I carry on to the base of the river.
0: Alright, cool. Uh, You continue, the river begins to fracture into like different streams and nooks and uh, brooks and stuff, and, you know, eventually it, it splits apart into its components and you'll have to... Find a way to get over the mountains.
1: Yeah, that's fine. As soon as I'm by the river, Polymorph South, and I'll fly over. And I'm looking for the Krusty Lake.
0: Okay. Uh, how far do we say you could go in a casting? 40,
1: 40 miles.
0: 40 miles in a casting? Cool. Yeah. So it's going to be a little less because you got to get up and over the mountains, yeah. which will take some time. So we'll give you maybe like 25 miles. You can get just over the mountain range and into the right, Knuckles okay. on the other side. This is a hot, arid, dry climate. There's no signs of life here. There's not even dirt. It's just dust and like uh, sand, excuse me, everywhere. Um, The ground has a a reddish hue to it all. It's cracked, big canyons through these, these hills kind of rage all over the place, ancient rivers that are long stopped flowing or were ripped apart by the gods 1500 years ago and just left here. Uh winds blow against you, it's hot, yeah. It's dry. Your lips are cracking and chapping. Yeah,
1: I haven't got enough water for this really. I've only got like probably like my standard day's water. Yeah. Shit. Well maybe I'm gonna have to fly back. Uh okay, I try and make my way to like I will um cast invisibility and go on foot.
0: Alright. You will go on foot from the knuckles. Well, it's so it's, it's right. going to take you a couple days to get there on foot
1: This is uh, this is less than ideal actually, um, I should have had two polymorphs, well I didn't expect it to you know, get me it takes a long to get over mountains I think I'm going to start looking for a safe place, it might actually be safer to stay in the mountains like maybe there's a cave or something like that
0: Well, the canyons here are plenty safe, they have very high walls and there's nothing living here right like the elements are going to be the danger i don't I, you have the impression that there's no natural creatures or monstrous creatures here unless it's like truly magical oh, okay. like uh you know something that doesn't need water to survive
1: right okay um, so i'm probably <clears throat> i mean i'm just the way out the night then it'll be uncomfortable but i've got a day's worth of water and food so yeah
0: you can you can rest the night somewhere in a canyon get some sleep um, the winds pick up all night long and sort of howl and, you know, whip around in the area. Uh, but you can get good enough sleep that you can memorize spells, I think.
1: Yeah, but I'm worried about water now, so... I try and rush my water, so I could probably go an extra day, right?
0: Uh, I mean, it's hot. You've got one day of water in, like, for, like, a hot climate, you know? Yeah. It's it's dry. You sweat quickly and easily.
1: I need to find a better way of getting water, then. I almost need to come back with Van Helsing. So he can create water
0: oh that's perfect that's what you really need
1: yeah that is what I really need just seeing if there's anything else I can do to get water could I locate object water try and find it under the ground and like dig it up like Bear Grylls does like he obviously doesn't use locate objects but he he looks for other things to find where like there might be water under the sand and then digs the sand away and it pulls up and he uses it to drink.
0: Well, Malika's not bare grills.
1: No, but I have locate object, so locate object water.
0: Uh water is not really an object. Really? Yeah.
1: Not really. Yeah. If I've got another 100 GP gem, I could do a Liam's Le- uh, Hidden Lodge and that comes with refreshments so that then could get me a refre- night here
0: yeah that'll give you a night but the refreshments will vanish when the hut does
1: yeah 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 it'll get me another night though it would give me a day to go to the lake and look and then I could stay there and then do a double polymorph the next day to go home or to uh, get well, back to Roxas
0: it's already the morning right so you've already slept through the night
1: yeah I slept through this night I could learn Lehman's Hidden Lodge today
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I could get to the lake south the lodge get the water yeah, you know, Jimmy. how long does it last? Um, it lasts thirteen hours, so I'd be able to cast it, you know, five hours before bedtime. So if I could rush my water a little bit from yesterday, survive, stay a bit thirsty, cast it five hours before bedtime, get some food and drink, sleep it through, and then leave after that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hope I don't run into anything. So I will do that then. So today. I change my spells up i'm going to change out um i don't want to get rid of stone skin you said that there's no monsters here right
0: that's your impression
1: no i'll just have one polymorph for tonight for today so i i keep my spells the same all
0: right you keep your spells cl- the same changing cloud
1: kill for lehman's hidden launch
0: okay and where do you go what do you do
1: i'm going to the lake
0: all right you're gonna make your way to the lake. I'm going to need you to make me a perception check, because you are sort of lost in these tall, nasty canyons. Make I sure mean, how do I the right follow direction. the
1: rivers though?
0: Uh, the rivers are all cool. dry right now. They're they're non-flowing, and the canyons are hard to tell which is regular river and what is non. Yeah, but a perception check okay. is fine. Yeah, okay. that's why we that's why we call for it. It's to make sure you can find the right direction. Um, So you made it, you're, so you're, we said, like 25 miles or something. So you're somewhere over here, maybe over here-ish. And you need to go 16, 17 miles to the lake. You can go, you're traveling at movement rate 12, which is 24 miles on flat terrain. No, no, no,
1: I'll polymorph down to here.
0: Okay, you're going to fly.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna fly. So I've still uh, have, I still have—I should still have an hour and a half left. A bit more. Never mind. Then
0: you—you you don't even need that perception check. You can fly yourself to the lake, no problem. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've still got time left on the polymorph. Hmm. So I think the river, the lake is not dried up, or is it dried up?
0: Uh, the lake has receded a little bit, but it's still mostly full. Like it's gone down maybe twenty feet, so the the water's edge just comes back like. You know, 40 or 50 feet from the high water mark. It's actually not that. There's not a lot of extra ground that's uncovered by it.
1: So I'm gonna go seagull form and fly around. I want to check the edges of the lake that would be hidden by the water in the winter. Okay. Looking for secret entrances. Failing that, I'll turn into a tuner or something, and fucking swim around the lake and look for it.
0: Okay. So you land near the lake somewhere and fly about looking for an entrance why don't you give me a perception check mm. and are you searching are you just going back and forth on this side or are you going like all the way around the lake
1: um.
0: it just changes the amount of time that you need to cover the area because right, yeah. going around the lake is about 20 miles where just doing the one side is only like 5 miles yeah
1: but I, it's not like I'm having to travel the whole length of the lake you know i'm just sort of flying around and looking that's true but uh yeah i think wisely start on this side of the lake though that's where i spent most of my attention but i don't see anything
0: yeah with a 23 you find nothing um you you scour the edges of the lake in bird form looking for an entrance uh but it is not apparent although if dwarves are building a secret you know it's
1: not gonna be easily found yeah Yeah. okay so actually before i go fish totally fish crazy I will land back on the shore, pull out my Gem of Seeing, turn into an Imp, and then scan this close liner for Edge here with the Gem of Seeing to see if I
0: can see anything obvious. Always forget that you have this Gem of Seeing.
1: Stole it from the crypts of Shybrook.
0: What a useful little item. I can find its entry here. A, B, C, D, E, nope, four eyes, Gem of Seeing, ooh, got some big thunder outside. Mm -hmm. Was that you or me? Yeah. I had thunder, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Did you hear it? In the mic?
1: I I did, yeah.
0: Oh my. When gazed through, the Gem of Seeing enables the user to detect all hidden, illusory, invisible, astral, ethereal, or out-of-face things within viewing range. Peering through the crystal is time-consuming and tedious. The viewing range of the gem is 300 feet for a cursory scan if only large, obvious objects are being sought. 100 feet if small things are to be seen. It requires one round to scan a 200-square-foot area in a cursory manner. Two rounds to view a 100-foot area in the careful way. Okay. So it'll be like... uh, Do you only have one polymorph spell?
1: Yeah but I can try again in the morning if I'm going to run out of time. I've still got about two hours left, though. Or oh, no, maybe an hour after I've scanned the coast yeah, as the after scan.
0: Yeah. yeah, and every minute you can scan a 200 square foot area, which is like a, <clears throat> what, a 40 by 50 area? Yeah. So not a huge patch. It'll You'll probably need another day um, here to, to scan everything. Unless you have like a... Um, if unless you have a very specific plan of how you want to, where you want to start looking, you know, maybe you'll get it right away, but to scan the entire edge is going to take many hours Yeah, well,
1: I've got a detect magic alert, so that mm-hmm. could provide quicker answers so I'll try that as well, detect magic and scan the edge of the lake and see if anything, because if it's magical it should be pretty obvious be able to see it Yeah But I'm guessing that they probably thought, thought of that Plus, it's dwarf, so it's probably not magical.
0: Right. Detect magic is two rounds per level, and in each round, you can scan a path ten feet wide, sixty feet long. So. All oh, right. So that's just. 18 well, rounds. Uh, is, is that how it
1: works, though? Like, because I appreciate mm-hmm. that you look in a ten foot by sorry, sixty foot by ten foot wide, like, you know, vision. But if you turn your head, you know. If it's like an obvious thing that you're looking for, I feel like you can do more than just look straight forward for a minute.
0: You can do a, a 60 degree arc per round, because it requires a certain amount of concentration. okay. So, so 60 degree long, arc. Yeah. 10 feet wide, 60 feet long, but really like a 60 foot arc, or a 60 degree, 60 foot arc. Um, that's still only going to be 1,080 feet, so like a, a fifth of a mile. So you only need, like, five castings to cover a mile, and this is...
1: No, that's a pair round, though, so it's ten rounds.
0: No, that's... That is, um... Oh, you mean... 60 feet times 18 rounds is 1,080 feet. So you can Hang on,
1: hang on, sorry. I I think we're getting our crossed here, right? Because ten feet wide and 60 foot long... Uh
0: Uh-huh. Per minute. That's not...
1: That's nothing to do with an arc. If you can scan a 60 degree arc. arc pair round... Then that's definitely more than ten feet.
0: Um, it's sixty feet, right? Because like I guess maybe if you're looking at the if you're looking at the lake from right here, and you look from side to side, you can get like sixty feet that way, sixty feet that way. So maybe the the distance is what's some basic trig. What's um a triangle oh, with two legs of sixty feet? What's the I don't know. So um, the legs are is No, no, because you're not looking at the right side of that angle. You're looking at a sixty degree arc, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that makes it an equilateral triangle, right? 60, 60, 60 is one hundred and eighty. So you're actually only getting yeah, you're getting a sixty foot passage in any given section that you can scan per round.
1: Okay. So yeah, it's going to take five castings <laughs> to do. Alright, so I'll stick with the gem of seeing, and I'll I scan the first third of it then. Yeah. And then I go to sleep in the... wait, can I get a third, or...? Because I kind of need to get back tomorrow. Well, am I going to start dying at first if I go a day without water?
0: Um, Probably. if you have, like, a full-fledged day with no water, we're going to start getting into some serious problems. Did you not get a hut today?
1: Yeah, I've got the hut today, so I'll be able to drink today. Okay. But then if I use both of my polymorph spells scanning the lake, then oh. I won't be able to get back
0: we'll make con have... checks and eventually you'll die of dehydration
1: well if i am dying i can always cast the horse again i suppose um couldn't
0: you stay out here indefinitely if you just hut every night
1: it's a hundred gold pieces a night though Ooh, so i've got, got three pals left so
0: okay so you can see 300 feet in a 200 square foot area So you could uh, do like 300 feet long, half a foot wide, or you could do like, you know, we gotta figure out what... So we're getting into some very nitty gritty, like how much area can you scan and how much time. Oh wait! I can just
1: teleport out of here. Sorry. So I can't spend the whole tomorrow working. Okay. I'll just just leave. Yeah.
0: That's fine. Cool. So I'm gonna make some doodles here on the map. Okay. We've got. I'm going to draw like a line where the high water mark is, and then we're going to draw a line where the water is right now, right? Yeah. So something like this. And this distance between the two is about 40 feet.
1: Okay, yes. And its length is... Uh, I mean, it's
0: the should length we... of the, the whole lake, right? So many should we work miles. in meters? Uh, the spells are in feet, so we should work in feet.
1: Okay, so... You know, what's 40 feet times 4 miles?
0: Uh, what do you mean by f- times 4 miles? 4 well, miles long and 40,
1: 40 feet, feet. high.
0: Mm-hmm. Are you looking and for the, like, the volume of that area? Oh, I see the what you're air, saying. Yeah, the yeah, yeah.
1: area of it, yeah. Because yeah, if yeah, I can yeah. do... You said it was like 300 by...
2: Uh,
0: yeah, so that is 211,000 feet. And you can do 200 feet per viewing. So that comes to 1,506 viewings. And if each viewing takes a minute, then that is going to be 17.6 hours of viewing to get one, to get the this side of the, the river, uh, or of the lake. And that's only if you're looking at the area below the high water mark and above the low water mark. You know, yeah. if you wanted to catch anything else on either side, we would do a little bit more. So um, maybe double that time and you can get 20 feet below and 20 feet above just in case
1: it's not ideal this Neil
0: that's 35 well, hours and if you can do 12 hours a day that's going to be 3 days to search this side of the, uh, the lake which seems reasonable I, for a wizard to, to cover the area
1: can I check it with the gem without being an imp above the water looking at it like can I go to the edge and look? yeah you can just walk the edge.
0: as a person totally
1: Okay, okay so I don't need the polymorph so I can do 12 hours a day then yeah. Let me just check if Hidden Lodge doesn't come with refreshments. It doesn't, does it? Oh, I should have just come with more water, but. Um, third level, third level, right? Tiny horse, that's what I mean, sorry. Uh, protection against the elements. No, nah, it doesn't say anything about sustenance. I wonder if is there any animals that can drink salt water that I could polymorph into to drink. Fish. Fish drink salt water. I guess they do. I try, I'll try
2: that. <clears throat> uh.
1: Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I try. When I'm polymorphed, one time, going into the water as a fish, drinking some of the water, coming back out, turning to a person, seeing if my thirst is quenched.
0: Okay, <clears throat> and
1: drink salt water. Let's say.
0: Okay, I'm trying to look at, um, see what sort of fish can survive in a salty lake. I'm basing things off of the Great Salt Lake in Utah. It does have a few fish, but not very many because the salinity is so damn high.
1: Oh, this is, like, salty to the sea?
0: Yeah, this is a a very salty lake. Oh, okay. Um, let's see... High level of methylmercury... For comparison, for fish... Because brine shrimp are the first harvested... So you can get some brine shrimp in here. Um, and there are some fish. Yeah, so you can turn into a fish that...
1: Does it work to quench my thirst, though, when I turn back to human form?
0: Uh, yeah, I think a fish cruising around in the lake um, can drink from it and quench their thirst that seems fine
1: all right so i think if i've got two polymorph spells a day i can use one in the morning and one in the evening to top up on drinking and i should be all right yeah this does mean not having stone skin
0: yeah and you're still gonna have to do your hut at night in order to keep yourself going
1: because i can do tiny huts though. i don't have to do hidden lodge if it's just the elements that i need protecting from them tiny hut works yeah perfect Okay, so I can spend a few days here then. Let me just write this new spell list just to make sure it all works. So I'm going to need tiny haunts to the suggestion.
0: So these are the, like, the mathematical measurements that you're doing when you first arrive at this lake, and you're looking yeah. and trying to figure out how long it'll take you, and you do some back-of-the-hand calculations, sort out that it'll take you... A few days three days to search this 80 foot path all along the edge of the lake
1: and I've got a teleport alert in case I need to get the fuck out alright there's the spells perfect okay and I spend the three days
0: then. alright um what side do you want to start from I start this side the uh, side oh, but give you me like last, a specific right. point yeah give me like a, a point from which you start and then we'll
1: okay so looking out. at the actual map I will draw the... You know, I'll start, like, uh, this bit.
0: Which which side did you want to start from? The top or the bottom? The top. Okay. It will take you three days to sort this out, then. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the third day, you're getting right to where this river down here would meet the Krusty Lake. And just on the, um, the north side of this river... Your gem reveals to you a secret passageway underneath what appears to be a false hill. Uh, there is a... There's kind of like this this mound right where the, the river kind of meets the lake. And now that it's been pointed out to you, it seems a little awkward. There's not a lot of other mounds in this area. And your gem shows you that there's something under there. And as you walk up to this mound um, and use the gem to look through it, Sure enough, there, there's a pile of dirt, and behind the dirt are a pair of stone doors surrounding a stone, like, tomb, and you can't see through it, but there's, like, a stone structure that dirt has been piled on to make it just look like one of un- these hills here.
1: <clears throat> okay. I, uh, I can't contain my curiosity, so I cast, uh, Invisibility and Detect Magic. Mm-hmm and check the door for magic
0: it's buried underneath a hill of dirt you'll have to excavate it to get, even get to the doors
1: okay it's gonna take some time mm-hmm. like more than I could do in an hour or two.
0: Oh yeah I mean you'd need a shovel first off which you don't have and then you'd need to dig this out and it's gonna be you know maybe 30 or no it's gonna be 10 by 10 by 10 uh, it's okay. gonna be 1000 divided by 2 it's gonna be like 500 cubic feet
1: A job for two men. Oh wait, but maybe I could polymorph something bigger. For a
0: few people to dig for a while.
1: What animal can move a lot of dirt? Feel like some sort of bulldozer animal.
0: Such a thing does not exist. (laughs) I guess not. Maybe an umber hulk, but that's too magical to polymorph into. Yeah no you can
1: polymorph into Pegasus so no, it would work I think oh. it's too big though I think it's too big
0: oh yeah yeah
1: um you know but like a gust of wind or something like that might might reveal this
0: what you need is the dig spell the yeah, spell that, yeah. specifically for this
1: I remember JP casting that in original roleplay do you remember that when I do when there was do. like a whole army and he was trying to like dig out the ground from under them yeah. that was pretty funny oh I don't know what the best answer is here though is to raise some skeletons and have them do it. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you going to get the
0: skeletons? Yeah,
1: that is a problem, isn't it? Those bugbears, damn it. Ah, there's no monsters here. There'll be no... There'll be no bodies, so that's no good. Um...
0: Well, maybe it's time you go get Van Helsing and come back here with him before you unveil... uh, Like, dig out the tomb, leave to get him, and reveal its location to whoever else would be coming.
1: I agree. So I will take note of this place and... Oh, it's going to be dangerous teleporting here. Yeah. Because if you roll low, right, you'll just be dead.
0: Yeah. That's only a 1% wow. chance, though, of killing you and Van Helsing.
1: That's pretty nice. That more than I've come to with. Let me think. Is there somewhere that I could teleport to that would be better? Not really, right. I think it's alright, we'll just do the same thing we did to we'll put do pegasus over here okay, so I'll just teleport to Roxas so I will just teleport back to the mansion
0: uh, back in Drekus? yeah alright you teleport oh shit you are high fucking high as a halfling, man <laughs> I
1: think I just stand up on the roof or maybe the room's just small enough that I just fall to ten foot
0: uh, this is your your, your house, right? Oh, yeah. Wait, no, I'd... that's still on target. 100 oh, okay. is low. Ooh. Oh wow, that's right next to me. Uh, 1 to 2 is high, 100 is low. So you got just barely in there.
1: Great. Alright, so we'll pick up Sean for the next time and hopefully convince I... him to come and dungeon delve with me.
0: Yeah. Um, now. That said, it's been many months since we've played with Van Heelsing. He might need a few solo sessions to catch up to you. I don't really know what's going to happen there. So we're going to yeah. try and sort out all of this complicated stuff on the side, and we'll come back to you with some more hardcore heroes, probably in July, because we're going to try and do some Hobo next week. Um, oh, is some... next week? Cool. I-, I don't know if it is. We need to work it out with Ryan. He's been busy. Oh. Uh, I think right Everybody's... now he's at like a-, a graduation party or something like that, so... We'll be in touch with Ryan. We'll try and sort out these schedules. Expect a hobo somewhere this month. And then maybe some hardcore heroes in July. And hopefully if all goes well, come August or late July, we can come back to the Krusty Lake and sort out all staff and the Staff of Light.
1: Yeah, I just want to point out that Nekka's saying, now I know where it is. I'm going after the staff. You can't let him back a game like that, Neil. Someone needs to stop Nekka and his reign of terror.
2: Okay. Alright,
0: someone stop NECA and his <laughs> Reign of Terror. Alright. Alright everybody, this has been Hardcore Heroes. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I will try and get this VOD and the other VOD up on Twitch today, but you know how it goes. Up on YouTube today, but you know how it goes. I'm really bad at VOD cutting. I hate it. It's a tough time. Yeah. Um, Nick, do you have anything to say before we bounce for the day?
1: Glad to be here. No, that's all I need to say. Nice Excellent. to see everyone. All right. Hope you had fun.
0: Uh, if you guys want to find, check out any of these other crossovers that we're dealing with. Akuba Knights is all mixed up in what the what Malachi has been talking about. Akuba Knights is the story of the Harazim family, which is the family that Falstaff, the Sorcerer of Light, created, and was the family that was ruling Akuba up until their the king died. And the the PCs in that are the, the king's children. So they're off in Akuba and in and doing all sorts of shenanigans and fun stuff. So you can check out Akuba Knights if you're interested in more related material. And... and I've made
1: a Reddit thread. Perfect. And yeah, that's it. All right. Boudoir Harazim. Check him out on Akuba Knights.
0: It's not actually he- his name. Is, but it's close <laughs> enough. And I Every it.
1: NPC in the world thinks that he's useless and incompetent, but I'm sure he's—I'm sure he's
0: hilarious. He's actually super useful. <laughs> All right, okay. we'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody.
2: See you later.